0: Here we go. My name's Angelo and welcome to We Want Picks, a special Sunday edition of our full card breakdown. Jakey and I are going to break down the entire 291 fight card, giving you our picks, our predictions, and our bets. And this is coming off the heels of an insanely successful... UFC London, I'm up units, Jacob is up units, Jacob's plus 190, Paul Craig lock of the week, absolutely crushed, prize picks hit, underdog fantasy hit, the safety parlay hit, that is two weeks in a row with the safety parlay, and if the only thing you ever did was tail the safety parlay, you'd be up almost one and a half units over two events, two weeks. One week of membership gets you two events, essentially, you get it on a Friday, bang, boom, bong, actually that wouldn't work, Saturday to Saturday would. We want picks.com. It's only $10 a month. Become a premium member. You're not only going to get that, but so many other things. And look how well our community has done. Jakey Boy, we have $37,000 hey. $37, in community winnings from last night alone. When I did my Quick Picks video, it was $27,000. But you see this big fat DraftKings $10,000 ticket right in front of us? That's from Churro. Churro sent us a message saying, I think this is the first contest I've won in my life. I almost changed my picks at the last second, but I held strong. Thank you, Angelo and Jacob Paul Craig lock of the week. Our community is absolutely crushing it. These are only premium member tickets. So that means $37,000 came from only premium members. And if you go back to every video, we have similar numbers week in and week out, and that's because we have the sharpest community in this space. Join them. Be one with them. Get the same tools they have, Touch like em. the line movement tracker. Touch them, squeeze them. The same, tools, the same tools that they have access to, like the line movement tracker. This is going to give you opening odds, current odds, win probability, and line movement for every single fight on this card. We now have the odds for all the fights. Odds for Jake Matthews dropped. One fighter's line flipped. Four fighters have had 20% movement or more. And again, if you watch my quick picks video this morning, it was only two fighters. So some lines have moved Who today alone. Um, the only favorite to dog flip is Derek Lewis. He's the only flip on the card. And then four fighters have had 20% line movement or more. You're also going to get detailed data analytics metrics, 38 columns of information that you can use to find your spots, to avoid landmines. And the theme here is it's not just some dumb Dick Patreon that you pay a couple of bucks to and he gives you five bets and oh i'm gonna give him for free anyway but if you sign up for my patreon you'll get him three days early it's not that it is a full suite of tools insight information a DraftKings optimizer literally anything you could ever need sitting down to get ready for these fights we want picks.com it is only 10 dollars a month it is the greatest value in this space you know what else is an incredible value? Thank you for letting me do this, by the way, Jacob. You know what else is an incredible value? I will send you 50 bucks. The only thing you need to do is sign up for with any one of our betting partners at weonpickscom slash bets. If you use our link, if you create an account, make a deposit, I send you 50 bucks. It is literally that simple. We pay out thousands of dollars every single week's affiliate market. They're going to pay me. I'm going to snip, snap, swipe off a piece of that. And give it right back to you. Get, we will picks.com slash bets. I
1: knew, I couldn't, I, knew I couldn't get that. to the
0: whole thing without you being
1: there. Fancy new. feast.
0: We want com slash bets. Sign up, make a deposit. I'll send you fifty bucks. Guys, before we jump in this car, thank you for being with us. It's the special Sunday night edition. I've got some travel this week, so we weren't gonna be able to do it Monday or Tuesday. And you know how important this is to me, guys? I you guys know how much I love hanging out with the neighbors. I got out of my neighbor's pool while my children were crying because all they wanted to do was eat pizza with their friends and swim so that I could come here and do this. I didn't even drink today. No drinking. I did not drink today because I knew I had to do this tonight. What the hell are you looking at?
1: I'm saying right now, I was just noticing literally how fucking beautiful Matt Simmelsberger is. I mean, that's like one of the best pictures. I pray to God he uses that for every social media. What I mean, that's one of the best pictures I've ever seen.
0: He just photoshops then, a suit on him for his LinkedIn. Literally.
1: I would do that, just the, what the generative AI in Photoshop now <laughs> put me in a suit or whatever. And then I was like, oh, Udo, you know, he is what it is. But then I was like, I was doing this because if you cover his hairline to his eyebrows, he's a fucking great looking dude. Like you'd get oh, rid yes. of the hair. Nice yeah. strong jaw, nice pretty he, eyes. I if mean if he shaved
0: his head, if he shaved his head, actually it'd be so yeah, you know, he looks like he could be good in yeah. shaved head.
1: Just two good looking dudes going at it. That's what I like my Saturday you nights did to start same, off with.
0: You did almost the same spiel last time Matt semmelsberger fought. Really? That it was too good looking. Yeah, who did he fight last? Oh, Jim, oh no, it wasn't last fight then. I forget who it was, but he fought somebody else. You're like, these are some handsome guys. Was it Jake anyway, Matthews? I don't know. Uh, probably. He's good we got a. Guy. It is. It is We got a twenty dollars super chat from Evan Mouse. Mouse mice. Oh What's my God, up, guys? Don't read it. Great weekend. I love what you and I'm reading it slow, like I'm. Reading it. <laughs> <laughs> I love what you guys do, Jacob. I'm not gonna lie. If you would have told me Craig Ko, I would have started your psychiatric paperwork. What a win for Lock of the Week. Jacob's Lock of the Week pulled through. You know we've only had
1: one submission win ever for Lock of the Week. And Paul Craig gets a lock of the week win, and it's not a submission win. The only one, <laughs> yeah. and the only one ever, was an almost not even a submission. It was Bruno Silva tapping Stephanie Egger, and Stephanie Egger tried to get out of it, being like, "Oh, I didn't tap."
0: <laughs> oh, I remember that. Um, all right, you ready to break this down, Jakey boy? You ready, Jakey Boombots? I don't know. Sunday it's night. a
1: uh, it's a Sunday, so let. Can we just also say as well that things can change? We are doing this on a Sunday. A little bit earlier in the week, and things can change throughout the week. If we're noticing something, because I always watch films still as we progress through the week, so picks are allowed to change. Like I, I start off Sunday with Andre Muniz as my pick, and guess what? I woke up Monday feeling fantastic, feeling I feel very fucking Scottish. You know what I mean? I heard those bad I playing. I woke
0: up, ate a Scotch egg, and said, "You know what? Today's a new Let's day." Let's get
1: after it. So. This is uh, earlier than normal, so things can change. So keep keep I'm checking not, back. Uh,
0: there, there's there's like almost no fights I'm on the fence about, so not much should change for me. But let's go ahead and break down this card. Opening up UFC 291, we have Matt the Semi Semelsberger taking on Uros Medik. And Matt Semelsberger is 11 and five overall, three and two in his last five. He's coming off that grappling loss to Jeremiah Wells. He's taking on Uros Medik. 8-1 overall, 4-1 and one in his last five. He's coming off that KO win over an old Omar Morales. This should be a really fun fight because Matt Semelsberger is an aggressive striker. He is going to march forward, light up your legs, light up your body. He has... A ton of power in both of his hands. He has nine knockdowns in eight UFC fights. The marching forward can wilt some people who don't like that pressure, but it can get him in trouble at times too. He'll just walk into stuff. He'll get taken down or he'll just walk into right hands. He's coming off that loss to Jeremiah Wells where he knocked Jeremiah down twice and still lost that fight because he was taken down six times and he just could not handle the grappling pressure or top control. He's taking on Uros Medik. This guy is... Powerful, not as. Av- There's no H. That, that, that's impossible. That's
1: impossible.
0: impossible. There's not an H.
1: Impossible for a plain yellow oh, pumpkin to a become a golden carriage. You know what movie that is? You should remember. Let's take. Let's test that yeah, alcohol we, it brain. Was,
0: it, it was, uh, was it Snow White? Cinderella. No, it's, Cinderella, yeah, yeah, Cinderella. Yeah, you were
1: there. You were there. I got
0: there. I got there. <laughs> Let's test that alcohol. I told you I couldn't drink today because we're doing a Sunday show and I don't drink. Oh, I bet shows. you didn't either.
1: I'm sure. I'm Everybody's sure you kept it the professional. in Everybody Are you willing to, to, to submit to, to a, a breathalyzer?
0: Yeah, 100%. You know what going to smell like? Pad Thai, baby. That's gross. Um, Uros Mandik is powerful, not as powerful as Matt Semelsberger, but he's got good, solid power. He's a very clean technical striker. He comes out fast and loose. He has a 100% finish rate in his eight wins. He's got speed, power, legit a killer instinct. If he smells blood, he's just all in. He's heading for it, trying to get that over with. His takedown defense... Sits at 66%, but it is a small sample size. We don't have a ton of fights out of him. He is coming off the KO win over Omar Rounds, where he dropped him twice before getting it done. This is a tricky fight. Both fighters are tough strikers with power. Semelsberger probably has more raw power. He'll definitely have the grappling advantage, but he is not the more technical striker. The more technical striker here is 100% Uros Medici. And he's going to be a better striker, a faster striker. If Semmelsberger gives him room to work, Uros is going to light him up. But I don't think Semmelsberger will give him room. I think he's going to get it done. I'm very confident in him. I have a half a unit at minus 150. I think he's going to come forward. I think he's going to grind. I think he's going to wrestle hard. So I am on the Matt Semmelsberger side. And I got a little bit of a bet there. What are you doing, Jackie boy?
1: Yeah, I was kind of all over. I'm a big uh, Udos fan, I know, for whatever reason. And, and he's really kind of molded his game and transformed his game, because he came into the UFC and was like this flashy first-round knockout, got a lot of first-round knockouts, a lot of power, and was knocking people out like crazy. Realized that maybe that can't work quite as well as you work your way up the ranks. And in his last fight, he was very, very patient against Omar, was kind of hiding his power, just touching, touching, touching. And then once he found out that he had the timing, he had the range, then he laid on the power and was able to get Omar out of there. But what I see in this fight is a guy in Matt Semmelsberger who is very, very durable. I think is going to have the power advantage. But the thing that swayed me the most is this is short notice coming up in wait for the medic, or uh, for the doctor, not the medic, <laughs> for the doctor in this fight. And I think that Matt Semmelsberger has good enough wrestling that he can kind of stifle the striking offense of Udos, get physical takedowns, and hold the smaller guy down to win this fight. If he wants to strike, I think he's tough enough that he can't strike with Udos, but. You know, I think the path to victory here is get those takedowns, get the control, and uh, kind of grind this guy out of here. Because even though Udos was in the second round of the last fight, he was looking good, there was no real wrestling in that. I mean, these strikers, when you get them down, you can get them tired pretty fast, especially being undersized. So I am swaying back towards the Matt Summersberger side, but I respect the uh, striking of the doctor for sure.
0: He 100% is the better striker. Matt just has insane power, and we see how durable he is. I mean, he was taken down six times in his last fight, kept coming up, kept moving forward, kept trying to make stuff happen, swinging that power, kept that power late. So, uh, you know, and we've seen his chin hold up in the past. So Matt Semmelsberger should be able to do it. I have that half of you in a unit bet at minus 150. You don't like that? On Semmelsberger? Yeah, the odds have already shifted. That's decent value
1: now. Um, just Tell me you like it. I'm just looking for your approval. That's it. Well, let me see it again. I haven't seen it before. <laughs>
0: shut the fuck up dude if you want to check out
1: that oh bet, i thought whatever, I, I was checking because i thought i placed a bet on them too yeah I, I don't mind that bet.
0: if you want to check out that bet the optimizer and all of the other tools and information that we have available to you right now this minute go to wewantpicks.com click become a member it's only ten dollars a month uh, it's insane that ten Dollars a month. If you can find somebody out there with a better product at that price point or even close to it, I'll give you a month for free because it don't exist. It just, it don't exist.
1: And we appreciate that two spot, Phantom.
0: Yeah, we'll get there, baby. Phantom with the $2 franc.
1: It's, oh, it's Urash Medaish. It's Urash Madaish. Urash right. Madaish. No.
0: No, I refuse to accept it. That's the correct. Urash Madaish. Urash Madaish? No, that that, that
1: can't be. Urash Madaish.
0: It's just impossible, guys. Impossible.
1: Impossible Oh, my God. For a plain yellow pumpkin to become a golden carriage. Oh, no. uh. That's what we're talking about. (laughs) I haven't drank today, Angelo. Okay.
0: (laughs) Next up. At UFC 291, we have Miranda Maverick stepping up on short notice after a one-sided loss just about a month ago to take on Priscilla Kachera. Miranda Maverick 11 and 5 overall, 2 and 3 in her last 5, coming off that massive upset loss to Jasmine Jazza-DeVicious. She's taking on Priscilla Kachera 12 and 4 overall, 4 and 1 in her last 5. She's coming off that knockout win over Ariana Lipsky. Listen, Jacob and I picked against Miranda Maverick in her last fight stylistically. We said this is going to be a problem for her. Jasmine's going to come forward with the heavy pressure. Miranda doesn't do well when she's the one pressured. And we warned you guys. And she was a four to one favorite. And she lost. She is tough. She is going to come forward. And if Miranda Maverick can execute her game plan, she's very, very good. Pressure can be a bit of an issue. This fight's gonna be a little different for her because she might be able to pressure forward. She averages a little more than two takedowns per fight when she can get them. She does have a positive striking differential of about four to three. Her goal is come forward, throw whatever she can throw, get the takedowns and control from there. She is very strong. And again, if she's moving forward, she's dangerous. I mentioned she's one or two and three in her last five. One of those losses is bullshit. She did not lose to Macy Barber. So in fairness to her, she should be three and two in her last 5 She's taken on Priscilla Cachera. Priscilla Cachera is the one who was already on this card. So Miranda's stepping up on short notice. Priscilla was already here. Uh, she's a powerful striker. She's got heavy pressure. She throws big punches. She does have okay takedown defense at 65%, but a very low takedown accuracy of 33%. She has very real power in her hands for the division but she's a bit KO or bust. If she doesn't get that knockout, she'll fade and could be grinded out. If you look at the stats, you're gonna see she has a striking differential of four to seven. Meaning, she'll hit you four times and you will blast her in the face seven times. She hits a very negative striking differential. She did come off that nice first round knockout win over Yana Aron And as I mentioned, Priscilla's dangerous, but if she doesn't get that early knockout, if she doesn't get that early knockout, she can be in a little bit of trouble. This is another wild Miranda Maverick spot. I mean, she opened at minus 500. She's still sitting at minus 350. And that is wide. If they have both have full training camps, this should be a pretty straightforward fight for Miranda. But it is short notice. She is coming off that loss. That'll mess with your psyche. We don't know where she's at physically. And Priscilla is tough. She's strong. She hits hard. I think Miranda Maverick wins this fight because I think she can get the takedowns as we've seen others do. But the reality is, I'm not going to do anything with that. Uh, You you can't, it's an unreal, minus 350 is such an unreasonable number. You can't do anything with that. What do you think, Jakey boy?
1: Yeah, I mean, the play here, and I don't know what the odds are, but I think it's going to be the, one of the best values on the card, no matter what it is. It's going to be inside the distance decisional action for Priscilla. Because as you mentioned, Priscilla is extremely tough. I mean, her nickname is the zombie woman or the zombie girl, whatever it is. And there's a reason for that, because she can just work through any situation. I know she was submitted by by Jillian, but even in that fight, you saw her kind of working through submissions, the grappling positions. She has very good submission defense, typically. As you mentioned, decent enough takedown defense. And in the striking, she wants you to hit her. I mean, she just walks you down with that right hand cocked back, and she'll just eat, 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 and hope that you overextend, because the second you overextend, she's coming over with that right hand, and she's going to put you out, and Miranda Maverick is a girl, as we've seen in her past fights, she will strike, she will engage in the striking, her striking is not very good, I mean, just is not, especially... Against a girl that can counter strike and hit as fast and as hard as Priscilla. If Jasmine if Priscilla is hitting Miranda the same way that Jasmine was hitting Miranda, Miranda is gonna go to sleep in the first round. Round. She needs to get these takedowns to win this fight. I don't think that she her takedowns are good enough, especially early, because Priscilla's takedown offense early is even better than it is late. And I think that if she gets stuffs a few takedowns, Miranda will fall back to the striking. She's not gonna go all in on the wrestling and she's gonna get in trouble here. I, I'm going Priscilla uh for another upset win against uh Miranda Mravic. I just don't Miranda Mavic's striking just is it's not good at all. And Priscilla knows how to find those spots.
0: I actually am pretty high on Miranda. I think I've picked her in pretty much every single fight outside of her last fight and the only I think I picked her to beat Aaron Blanchfield. The only reason I didn't pick her against Jasmine is because Jasmine has that insane forward pressure and Miranda doesn't do well with pressure. that's you know i I, I think her striking's a lot better than you do um and I think she's actually talented. I just you know the Styles make fights and you literally can't win them all unless you're gonna be the champ. So it is what it is she's still very uh, young,
1: too. I mean, isn't she only like twenty-five yeah. or something? I mean, she's extreme especially she for all this experience she's gotten.
0: Twenty-six, yeah.
1: Yeah, for all this experience she's had. I mean she's got experience as most of these girls do at thirty-four. She's only twenty-six years old, so
0: well right here. Priscilla Cochero, twelve and four, thirty-four years old. So yeah, exactly the same. So we're both on the Miranda Maverick side but uh, we both think the odds are a little bit too wide to do something with. Maybe it'll collapse on itself. You know how these odds change throughout the week? Keep an eye on those odds because, frankly, if Miranda's line collapses and, and she's in, like, high ones, I, I, I'll probably throw something on it because I do think she will win this fight, and that's much more affordable line. If you want to be alerted when things start to change, when we start to place bets, when the lines are starting to move Become a premium member, then make sure you have linked your Discord on the account page. Just click account. There's a link Discord button. Our Discord is 100% free. Any of you can join the Discord, whether you're premium or not. If you're premium, you have access to exclusive channels within that Discord, and you'll get alerts to your phone. I am going to be, as I said last week, eating my what own food. What do you think? Food. What?
1: About that inside the distance decisional action.
0: I think it's a solid bet. Although we have seen people like Miranda come back after a loss and then just maul people, like bad out of hell, I don't I, think that's she's what's not really happen. she's
1: not really like a submission. Like obviously she yeah, will work, she'll, yeah she she'll work for submissions and she's opportunistic, but she's not like hunting for submission. She wants control. She wants whatever. And against a girl like Priscilla, who already has pretty good submission defense, that just feels like it's just going to be a, a grind out win for Miranda, or Priscilla's going to knock knock her lights out.
0: No, that's a solid bet. When those props drop tomorrow, we'll take a look, or maybe they'll drop. She's Tuesday. a huge Depends dog. I
1: mean, you could, that might be plus 125, 150. You get plus money. Yeah, and she,
0: and she is a finisher. Well, I'm gonna as I mentioned, I'm going to eat our own dog food. I'm going to watch the line movement tracker, and if Miranda's line continues to trend in this direction, because it started at five, it's now at 350, I'll keep an eye on it and try to make something happen there because I do think she wins, and I don't like these odds, but I, there are odds that I eventually will like if it continues to move. So. Come pre remember it's freaking $10 at wewantpicks.com. We do have a comment here. Let me address this. Adam said, don't forget to tag her this time. What he's referencing is for two full years, two years, we chop up every video breakdown we do and then we tweet the videos. When we tweet the videos, we tag the fighters in them. Hey, this is what we said about you, right? Good and bad. This is what we said about you. For one of the fighters, it's good news. For one of the fighters, it's bad news. And Jacob has been attacked a few times. Devin Clark attacked me when I picked him to lose. He then went ahead and lost. Joseph Holmes attacked Jacob. He said he was beat my Jacob's life. ass. He literally threatened Jacob's life. Threaten so he my beat life. His ass. Nobody cared. Not a, not a peep. No. Nobody cared. Miranda Maverick watches our breakdown video.
1: And We had a lot of positive ones before then, too. Yana's. Loved oh, my reaction. Love I mean, Oh, yes, yes. It was, I mean, it was, yeah. I mean, we have a lot of Phil Rowe loved my reaction video. sent him. When, and then all the. I mean, we tag fighters and stuff all the time for good, mostly. And then they love it.
0: For me, frankly, I'm talking about somebody.
1: And for every okay. video we post, it's good you. for somebody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, some, yeah, well, sometimes. I mean, should, I mean, Jasmine was probably pretty hyped at what she saw in that video. We were the only
0: people on this planet outside of her family and her team supporting her. So, yeah. Anyway. Miranda quoted our tweet. She didn't, she wasn't like nasty or anything. She was just like, when have you ever seen me struggle with whatever? And for some reason, people went crazy. Like, how could you tag her? It's like, I'm talking about her. (laughs) And also, we've been doing this for two years. Nobody said, boo, all of a sudden we're villains. So that's what that comment means. We're going to continue to tag. She'll be tagging this one too. And uh, hopefully I can bet on her. I would love to bet on her and cash that bet. That'd be fantastic. Just waiting for that line to tighten.
1: I'm waiting to bet against her. (laughs) <laughs> God, I need a fucking drink. See, I You're don't drink my
0: mouth. Yeah, but, Oh, I wonder why. Fucking drug addict.
1: <laughs> I'm joking on something, man. I bet you are. But that thing's deep in there. No gagging.
0: There it is. There it is. Next up at UFC 291, we have a short notice step up. Darius Flowers is stepping up on short notice to keep Jake Matthews on this card. So we got Jake Matthews, 18 and six overall, three and two in his last five. He's coming off that bad, bad loss to Matt Semmelsberger. and he's taking short notice step up. Darius Flowers, 12 and five overall, four and one in his last five. He is riding a nice four fight win streak into his short notice UFC debut. Jake Matthews Well-rounded guy. He's got solid wrestling, good grappling, a nice variety of strikes. He'll work angles really well, and he has no problem mixing up body shots and head shots. He's averaging almost two takedowns per fight. He has solid striking differential of 3-2 to and some very real power in his hands. But he is coming off that very bad loss to Matt Semelsberger. He was dropped three times. He was taken down three times. He was completely out of sorts and just looked like... He just did not look like himself in there. It was a bad...
1: And then he Bad retired. Situation. Oh, wait, that was Jimmy Crute.
0: Uh, uh, you know what's so funny? They're basically identical fighters.
1: Whoa, whoa. <laughs> I mean, you were lax, dude. <laughs> Jake Matthews is way better than fucking Jimmy Crute. Holy shit.
0: They have very similar style. Look, Jimmy just retired and all that crap, but before that, Jimmy was very, very they good.
1: They're both defensive. grapplers that think that they're strikers, but Jake's actually a decent striker. Jimmy Crute was never a good striker.
0: I thought Jake was going to beat Matt Semmelsberger Obviously, he didn't. Uh, but he Jimmy is Crude's
1: a... got the war-striking literally in the UFC, man or woman. <laughs> I don't care. He literally does.
0: We're going to tag him in that, too.
1: Jimmy um... Cruz catching strays over here.
0: <laughs> Jake so Jake Matthews is taking short notice step up Darius Flowers. This is like announced within the last couple of days. This guy is an in-your-face fighter. He's got a high tight guard. He uses that to march forward and bomb away. He's going to throw big heavy punches. And then he's just going to work in a power slam, a power takedown, anything he can do. He's incredibly dangerous, but he can be a bit sloppy because he's just chasing and he's so aggressive. He leaves himself open for stuff. Once the pace actually settles, He's got some solid BJJ to round himself out. Darius, I mentioned, short notice step up. That is usually a disaster, right? But it's not exactly like Jake Matthews looked great in his last fight. And Darius could come in with that big power, get a big takedown, have some early success. But I see Jake weathering the storm and getting it done. I mean, the fact that Matt Semmelsberger dropped him three times and that still went to a decision... Tells you everything you need to know. Jake Matthews is insanely tough. I think he just had a bad night, honestly. And you know, a lot of us just have bad days every now not and then. Me, I've just, never
1: had one in my life.
0: It's just not in a fist fight. So minus 300, honestly, feels like a big value for Jake Matthews here. I think, I think he wins this fight, and I think he's tough enough to weather whatever storm comes his way. What do you think?
1: What do you mean big value? Like that's people should bet minus 300 because it's good value? against this guy.
0: I I think he could potentially be a parlay piece and I'm surprised he's not minus 500.
1: Uh yeah, so my pick here is going to be Darius Flowers and Are you the serious? only thing that really yeah, the only thing that really concerns me and it's <laughs> oh, actually a man. really it really is a big red flag for this fight. And for for a few fights on this card, let's let's not forget that this card is at altitude. And that's going to affect people differently, especially these short notice fighters and especially fighters that are big, physical, powerful, they throw hard big throws, every all these big physical movement fighters are going to be a little bit more of trouble at high altitude. People are going to be like, oh, they've been there, they trained there. It's different from training and then fighting, right? Once you break your nose in there with the high altitude, once you lose your wind, you don't get it back. And Darius Flowers is going to be unbelievably live in this first round because, as you mentioned it, Jake yeah. Matthews was getting chin in his last fight, and Darius Flowers is unorthodox, it's, he just kind of plots forward. But once he starts throwing, if Jake Matthews gets caught by any one of those fists, he is going to get dropped in this fight. The other part is there is Flower. Is a very good wrestler. In one, of, in one of the fights I was watching, they referenced that he trains to Blow Muhammad, and Blow Muhammad is like, this guy's a really good wrestler, really good, strong wrestler. I think he can get this fight to the ground and, and, and kind of like, kind of a TKO situation with Jake Matthews early, or I think he can chin him and, and put him away early. This guy is extremely, extremely live. It's, a, it's unorthodox. It's a little bit weird style, but he's tough enough to eat shots on the way in, and he's got real power. If it leaves the first round, woo-woo. I mean, red flags, sound the alarm, you might bet the other way, but first round, this dude's live, and I think he can get it done.
0: But why would you think it doesn't leave the first round? We just saw how tough Jake Matthews
1: is. We just saw I mean, him. yeah, we just saw him get dropped three times, and if you've seen this guy throw and punches, recover. yeah, well, sometimes you just don't.
0: <laughs> I mean, so you, you think can't just,
1: yes, he hits harder than Matt Semelsberger, Semelsberger. yes. No. Yes. And Semmelsberger was hitting him with like straight shots, like or just like little hooks and stuff. This guy swings fucking from the ground up. And he's going to, he, if he lands, he's going to put him out. Or he's going to jump on a TKO because he's a strong fucking dude.
0: I'll bet you three to one odds on this, Jakey boy. Okay. Okay.
1: <laughs> okay. Let me request 300
0: it. 300 to win 100.
1: Done. Let me request it.
0: Done. Go ahead. Request it because you're just being foolish. You just, mm, you're yeah. picking a fight based on a potential 30 seconds at the beginning. That's nonsense. That's not how you pick fights, Jake.
1: No, nah, he's been alive for the whole round, and he's going to get it done. There's no doubt about that.
0: No, I don't see it. Nah. Well, <laughs> you felt good about that?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm just trying to get this request in. 300 right?
0: Yeah, didn't you just have to pay me yesterday with your stupid bullshit on the live stream? And last time we did one of these bets, you lost and had to pay me. So let's settle down. Let's settle down.
1: I don't know if I've ever lost This yet.
0: is This is Bo. We were all in the pool together, and I had to leave it to come watch to watch you wear sunglasses and spew your nonsense while indoors. Take your glasses off. You're at work.
1: Grum uh, go ahead and hit uh, accept. I just requested that 300. <laughs> Eat shit.
0: <sighs> Bo. are you guys still in the pool? I regret leaving. This is not as fun as I was hoping. It was. You got us on the TV. Are you guys still there? What a joke! I'm with this idiot. Look at the glasses. Why? Why are you wearing glasses?
1: Why do you slam your mouse every
0: three seconds? Uh, mostly pent up rage. Okay. Why? Why are you wearing the glasses?
1: I feel. I mean, it's a Sunday, so.
0: You're shielding yourself from the devil on the Lord's Day.
1: Nah, I've just you always shield your eyes from the Lord. You know.
0: Yeah, you definitely don't want him seeing what's going on in that house. You fucking dirty bastard. Next up at UFC 291, we have CJ Vergara taking on Vinicius Salvador. CJ Vergara, 11-4 overall, 3-2 in his last five. He is alternating wins and losses. He's taking on Vinicius Salvador, 14-5 overall, 4-1 in his last five. He's coming off that loss to Victor Altamirano. This should be a really fun fight. C.J. Vergara is a high-pressure striker. He's got solid forward motion. He's going to have clean boxings and have solid knees. He likes to fight inside the pocket where he can use his clinch work and then showcase some power. He's got a never-say-died attitude, and he has no recorded takedowns whatsoever in the UFC, but he does have some takedowns if you watch the regional tape. You think agitated
1: is with 1G or 2Gs at the start?
0: I think it's it's 1G. Is it? And I'm starting to be a little agitated with the interruptions.
1: Yeah, I said that's why I, I said in, in the um Yeah, yeah. he was it
0: in a sentence.
1: They said oh, he does slam his mouse, and I said he slams it when he gets agitated. And I thought it would have been two G's on there. But
0: Well, but you also grew up in Indiana You've got that education. So anyway. CJ Vergara, uh high pressure, come forward, gonna try to grind we haven't gotten any takedowns out of him yet in the UFC, but they are there, and he does have solid BJJ. He is coming off of that wild win over Daniel Lacerda, where he was dropped a couple times, gave up a 10 <laughs> round, ran away, sprinted in the opposite direction, but still managed to. That survive. had to have Showed been us. like the
1: most. Like, if you track people's <laughs> movements in the octagon for one round, like the most. I mean, that dude ran a mile and a half in that round. <laughs> he
0: literally ran. Like, everybody's making fun of Chelsea Chandler. And she became a meme?
1: I think it was because she just ran straight into the fucking fence. At least he was like <laughs> had the a camera.
0: And, yeah, and the camera he camera. had a
1: goal in mind, right? I mean he at least he had a goal. Like <laughs> I'm running away from something. I mean she just <laughs> fuck went.
0: Well, and he won the fight, which helps. So he ran away after he literally ran away after getting dropped but composed himself, put it together, and ended up winning that fight. He's taking on Venetia Salvador. This guy's a long striker. He's got incredible volume, solid accuracy. He thinks he's Roy Jones Jr. He's going to do all this bullshit with his hands down, but he's got a negative striking differential. So his striking defense is not nearly as good as his body thinks it is. He is a durable guy. He does have some real power in both of his hands and his feet. Takedown defense is not great, but he does use his length on bottom to throw things up, try to tie you up. Try to make stuff happen, or at least scramble back to his feet. He's coming off that loss to Victor Altamirano, where he was kind of a step behind the whole fight. I love C.J. Vergara in this matchup. The line movement is actually a little su- a little surprising to me. <laughs> I think oh, I'm, just, I'm just I you should have seen that's that uh Pat dive. Yeah, I was, you should have seen how big it was. Too. That's not. I just stumbled over my words. You know, somebody one of the comments and like I, I'm getting better at the comments annoying me. So they don't really annoy me, especially. Yeah,
1: it's been it's like the work thing, like since the last disaster, it's been two days for Angelo <laughs> since, since he let outrage. a comment get to him.
0: Somebody today, this one wasn't like super mean. or something. It said something like I forget what the name. That was. guy's let's fat say, as fuck. No, the fat comment. I don't give a shit. <laughs> this, uh, let's say it was C.J. Vergara. It wasn't C.J. That guy's huge. It was something
1: else. It said How
0: much does his head weigh. Would you shut... I actually have a tiny head for my body.
1: Yeah, tell it to the camera. <laughs> Jesus Christ, look at that thing. <laughs> Holy all shit, right. that's all I see.
0: Can I get to the mean comment, please? Somebody said uh, a normal person, Vergara. Angelo, because he has a lisp. And then it... Like, I don't have a lisp. <laughs> do I sound like you like have a
1: lisp? I always that, thought you did. <laughs> shut the fuck up. Anyway... Anyway, Sorry, back to so to this. just fight. realized it, though.
0: I think C.J. Vergara gets it done. I love him in this spot. As I mentioned, the line movement closing makes no sense to me. I think his forward pressure is going to be too much. We know how insanely durable he is now. He's got good BJJ. And Vinicius is going to be backing up. C.J.'s going to be staying in his face. I like C.J. to get this done. I think C.J.'s going to do it. And... Um, I'm going to keep watching this line movement tracker and if this keeps shrinking, I eventually am going to hit it because I, I think just going to get
1: this done for sure. What do you think? My mouth's just so dry, man. Just so dry. I will let everyone in on a secret and I told this to Angela already. That if Paul Craig did lose that that fight and we were on this wild streak for lock of the week, I was gonna make Venetia Salvador the lock of the week this week just for the memes, cause he his hashtag Team He boss. He trains underneath Amanda He boss's father. By the way, Amanda Heboss is on the OnlyFans now, so I got nothing left in life to live for. <laughs> I d I don't know why I mean that just crossed my mind. I didn't fucking... Uh, <laughs> Put that on the day, so she's on lonely fans now. So again, this is a tough weekend for me. Um, but yeah, C.J. Vargas should be able to win this fight. I mean, he is the better fighter, right? Vinicius comes in, he's all cocky and he does the wild stuff and the wild strikes. He'll do the the back against the fence like Anderson Silva, and um, you saw him getting frustrated the last fight because he couldn't bait somebody into that fight. And I don't think C.J. is a guy that's going to get baited in that type of fight. But one of the reasons. Why C.J. Vergara is known as such a tough, durable guy is because he keeps getting hurt over and over and in putting, he puts himself in positions to have to tough out of the positions. And yes, he does do it and he does work those positions and even came back and won that last fight. But Vinicius is one of those guys that can put you in a weird situation. He comes through, he throws wild, he throws heavy, and there might be a situation where C.J. does have to survive again and he has proven that he can do that. But at some point... You just can't out tough certain situations. So CJ is the play, but I just I'm not at quite as high as uh, as you. <laughs> I'm not quite as high you're, as you, Angela. I'm positive you're more uh, high than I am right now. I'm, and uh, um, but it's CJ's probably the. There player. it is.
0: There it is. Him <laughs> forgetting where he, that. But um. Yeah, because uh, I don't have a
1: fucking teleprompter, you fuck bitch, <laughs> you stupid asshole. I think you, of everything. I don't just sit here and fucking read.
0: Yeah, it's easy when you're not the lead. It's uh, easy to just uh, react uh, to what uh, somebody dub, else dub, says.
1: Dub. I don't you do know, eight it. hours on Saturday every by myself just sit and here again. Again,
0: it's all reactions to what's happening. You're not leading. I just
1: sit here and just talk. What are you talking about? The fights aren't going on the whole time, Angelo. Holy yeah, it's shit! All bullshit. You have notes. Don't let him pretend he doesn't.
0: Know. And first of all, <laughs> we're not gonna shame me for being the hardest working person in this space. That's not gonna happen. Oh, sorry, I take diligent notes. And is this sure improv or was this a, a
1: predetermined response you have written down in case I smarted off?
0: <laughs> I have a whole fucking word tree. If Jacob's a fuckwit, right. Say boom, this. Boom, boom. Yeah. Teleprompter. If he's a super fuckwit, you're like Tony Stark with those hair. things. <laughs> Yeah, it progresses. It's like call him short, then mention the red hair, then remind people his teeth are fake. Like the meaner you get, the meaner I get. Remind and people. And only your one teeth of us fake, is still
1: getting it? fatter.
0: You are looking a little juicy with that hoodie on in fucking July juicy, in Texas.
1: Huh? You've seen you saw that oh, that picture I sent you last night with the juicy underwear. That's why you said that. <laughs>
0: Somebody new is watching this right now because we gain about a thousand new people a month. Somebody new is watching this right now going,
1: Oh, it's Sunday, man. I mean, you, I mean, usually, I mean, what do you want?
0: You're it's making the weekend. Jokes. it literally is the weekend. You're making those jokes on the Lord's Day of all the days to make those jokes.
1: Uh, if you actually do the research, the Sabbath was usually Saturday, I think it's supposed to be Saturday. <laughs> all right,
0: anyway. Um, so we're both on CJ Vergara. Is that where we ended up?
1: Yeah, but you're like pretty high and I'm just like... Very
0: high, very high. on him. I, Frankly, the only reason I didn't I just have already... like mouth
1: dry mouth high is all I am on CJ.
0: Okay. The only reason I didn't put money on CJ Vergara yet is because the line is tightening and I'm literally just watching our own line movement tracker. If it goes back up and I see it hit 160, I'll probably hit it. If it keeps going down, I'm just going to keep following it down until it bottoms out at some point. I think this is great value... Guy's got great pressure, forward movement. He's going to let his hands go. He beat Clayton Rodriguez. I mean, that's a good win. So I'm liking CJ. And if you like him too, or if you want to see if I place a bet or when I place a bet, go to wewantpicks.com, click become a member. It's only $10 a month. You're going to get everything you could ever imagine. And Phantom is right. We have 300 right now, because we also have Twitch, 317 live viewers. And we only have 59 likes? That's kind of a shame.
1: I told the live stream that if we didn't get to 150 likes, I wasn't going to say another fucking word. You want to try that out?
0: No, thanks. I don't know how to not talk. Um, I do You do, do, appreciate-
1: had, you do had, hate like dead space.
0: Oh, yeah. I do appreciate everybody being here. It is a Sunday. We're uh, throwing off the routine. Other people do a similar thing on Sundays, and I just checked the numbers. We're blowing them out. Thanks to you guys. Very appreciate
1: Blowing it. them.
0: Out. Next up at UFC 291, we have Roman Kapilov taking on Claudio Ribeiro. Roman Kapilov, 10-2 overall, 3-2 in his last five he is riding a two-fight knockout streak. He's taking on Claudio Ribeiro. This guy's 11-3 overall, 4-1 in his last five. He's coming off that stoppage win over Jacob's nemesis, Joseph Holmes. Ugly. This could— this, Ugly that's man. That's his nickname. Yeah, yeah. He's very handsome. That's just his nickname. Huh? this could be a very interesting fight because i don't these odds seem a little bit out of sorts for me frankly roman Kopilov is very good we know he's a very good kickboxer he's got professional kickboxing experience he picks his shots really well he'll throw one strike at a time feel you out find his distance and then start putting combinations together he did start his ufc career with two submission losses in a row or two sorry two losses in a row where he was taken down and had absolutely no answer on the ground. Couldn't get up, couldn't make anything happen. Roman striking is legit good. He has very, very real power, and he is coming off the win over Punahil Soriano, where my note, as you guys know, I watch the fights. Like, when I can watch the fights, I have notes, and I'm just taking notes, whatever I'm... I'm Just drunken.
1: You wake up the next day, and you're like, what was I saying?
0: As I'm watching, I'm just taking these notes. My notes... Next to Roman Kopulov in that last fight where will beat 90% of the people that try to strike with him. Your fucking shoulders touching the microphone
1: and it's a I don't have, okay.
0: Um he'll beat 90% of the people that actually choose to strike with him. The problem is, if you choose to grapple with him, you're gonna have some success. Matt R. is saying the odds are wrong. No, they're not. These are bet on lines, opening odds. <laughs> <laughs> he just keeps writing. No, they're, not. Writing that. No, they're just, not. No, they're he, not. He just keeps Here it comes, writing guys, this is what incorrect you crap. Those are not the opening odds. These are bet on lines, <laughs> yeah. opening odds. You're looking at odds that have come later that have already people did. I don't know if people
1: notice up. that tone like I noticed that tone. I know when Angelo gets upset. No, they're not. <laughs>
0: A lot of people say stupid shit, but don't just keep (laughs) repeating the stupid shit. That's what's annoying. Anyway, he's taking on Claudio Ribeiro. Claudio Ribeiro is insanely powerful when he's striking. He can put you out with both hands. He's going to march forward. He's going to bomb away. He doesn't doesn't care what comes back his way. He's just going to come forward, try to implement his own game plan you're going to say, oh, let me take him down, right? His hands are dangerous, but he's got excellent hips, and even if he does get taken down, he pops right back up. He's coming off that sloppy, sloppy win over Joseph Holmes where he started wrestling, but he should not have been. It made no sense that he was wrestling in that fight when he was dominating the striking. If this is a straight-up kickboxing match, Roman is going to destroy this dude. It's not even going to be close. It can't be. Roman is that much better of a striker. The problem is... There are giant holes in the grappling. Even this morning, Roman Kopilov, when I filmed Quick Picks, was a minus 240 favorite. He is now a minus 225 favorite. So the line peaked, and now it's coming back down because I think a lot of people are realizing, like, hey, he's a very good striker, but if he gets taken down, we could have some problems. Claudio's not exactly uh, an NCAA champion, but the dude was wrestling in his last fight for no reason whatsoever. He may do the same here. He should do the same here, but I can't trust him to make the right decisions because he didn't in his last fight. So I'm going to go with Roman. I think he defends a couple of takedowns and lets his hands fly and gets this done. What do you think, Jakey boy?
1: Yeah, I'm actually not even worried about the grappling at all. I think Claudio's going to come in and do what he wants to do in front of the the big crowd, pay-per-view, and then just throw the wild strikes that he throws. He's not a very good striker, but he does have crazy, crazy power because he throws very, very wild, and Roman should be able to kind of just withstand all of that nonsense, right? Little jab, boop, jab, boop, put him at range, keep him at range, let him wear himself down with the big strikes, and then start laying down your volume and your power, and Roman should be able to kind of dominate this fight, in my opinion, but... I've seen Roman early in fights will kind of get in, throw some combinations, right? He's co- he's a confident boxer, confident striker, and he will get hit. I mean, he will absolutely get hit. That, that fight against, what was his last fight against Puna, right? Yeah, against yeah. Puna. I mean, Puna was landing some really good shots early in that fight. Shots that, if Claudio is landing those shots, could easily put this guy out. So, I'm not really about worried about Claudio's wrestling, even if he tries to wrestler. I don't think he's that good of a wrestler, and 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 Kapilov showed uh, at least against Puna at least that he he has started to clean up that side of the of the um, the uh, attributes of his fighting style. So I'm I'm pretty high on Roman in this. I'm going to be a little bit worried early, but once this, especially at elevation, once this gets past like the I mean the three minute mark, maybe halfway through the the, the first round, I'm going to feel way better about Roman because I think Claudio can gas the, kind of that hard the way that he fights.
0: Yeah. That's it. That's the breakdown, pretty simple. I agree with you. I agree with that. Do you like these odds for Roman?
1: <laughs> uh, I just want to read that in like your voice, but I won't. Um I don't know if I like it that much cuz I think Claudio is very very live, right? And I'm this card in general, I I promise you this is going to be my least bet card of 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 the entire year because I saw what happened at elevation last time they were there and every fight after the first round turned into like a 50-50 slugfest, sloppy slugfest and those fights can go either way. I, I I I I so I'm staying away from it, but I do like Roman in this fight. He's a tough dude, too.
0: Yeah, my my issue is the holes in the grappling. You're not that worried about those?
1: No, I don't cuz I don't think Claudio Claudio's was like a like a He's not shooting, like, nice singles and blast doubles. He just slam you against the cage and just trying to out-physical you. And and Roman's a pretty tall dude, and he looked like he knew what he was doing against Puna, splitting legs, doing all that stuff. So I don't think those takedowns are going to work.
0: Yeah, I hear you. I agree. My only concern is...
1: Slam the mouse.
0: That's for Matt R. This dude is just, like, doubling down on incorrect bullshit. I can't imagine being that wrong about something and then just not shutting the fuck up. Hold already. on, let me erase this
1: too. No more two days. <laughs> <He> <laughs> <of the> day. <laughs> Angelo already, already relapsed on his... I don't let comments get to me anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Fucking 13 minutes later, he's like, shut up, you petty <laughs> you know little why that, bitch. Showed reason, up, complained, and was proved wrong.
0: <laughs> the, the reason that one annoyed me is because he's basically saying that the the information is incorrect. Call me fat, do it. Those aren't gonna bother me. But don't say the information is incorrect. It's not. We have a, we pay for a source that records all of the opening odds. That's what these are. If you're gonna bitch well, they move too fast, you're not gonna get them. This doesn't say slow opening. These are the opening odds. I don't know what you're complaining about. And it's important to know the true opening odds because then you get to see that immediate movement. If you just look at the normalized odds, so what normalized odds are, here's a quick lesson for you. Opening odds are when they literally drop. The instant they drop, those are the opening odds. I'm bored already. They, right. in, in most situations, the odds immediately will fly in one direction or the other. Instantly. There's people I out like there. i like
1: a bird. I want to fly away. There's people out
0: there that that have bots and tools and they pay people to immediately hammer lines, right? Then they correct. Once they correct themselves, they're normalized odds. And then it's the public money that will move them one way or the other. Nice. The opening odds are very important to know because you Mm want to know what that initial drop was, that initial spike. That's important to know because those are very sharp people spending a lot of money to get those lines.
1: That's crazy, really.
0: Anyway, Roman's line spiked, seems to be coming back down a little bit. I don't know what happened with your microphone, but did you touch the gain or something? It got, like, dumb, loud, quick.
1: I didn't touch anything.
0: Oh, dude, it's, like... Something happened. It's definitely gain-related.
1: The, the, the microphone's locked. I can't do anything about it. I didn't. It literally's locked. There's nothing I did.
0: All right, I'm going to lower your volume. Uh, maybe it's not just me, or maybe it is just me. Other people let me know, but seems like his mic spiked. Anyway, the... um. I'm going to watch this line. If it continues to close on itself or gets below the minus 200, I may look at it. Yeah, other people are saying you got loud as hell too. Who knows what you did?
1: I literally – there's nothing I could do.
0: (laughs) I literally – I I just had to lower it. Anyway.
1: um, (laughs) uh, These are literally locked. I didn't even touch it. and They're locked. I literally have them locked for a reason. There's nothing to do.
0: Maybe you clicked on your side, volume up on the, uh, who knows, oh, whatever. I didn't, I just, I it.
1: just sitting in my chair.
0: Okay, well, maybe it's just me. We'll put it back to normal and leave it alone. Anyway, this was a, this, we're way off track here. We're both on the Roman side. I think you trust him a little more than I do. Uh, I'm going to watch the line. If the line continues to drop a little bit, if we get under the minus 200, I may make something happen. And I agree with you. The, uh, the longer the fight goes, the better it is for Roman. I'm not even going to plug premium. I'm so annoyed.
1: I'm scared to talk. Is this okay? No,
0: talk normal. You should be good now. Am I okay? A little effeminate, but you should be good.
1: Okay. Next
0: up at UFC 291, we have a very interesting fight. We have Trevin Giles taking on Gabriel Bonfim. Trevin Giles is 16-4 and overall. Three and two in his last five. He's coming off back-to-back wins at Welterweight. He's taking on Gabriel Bonfim. This guy is undefeated. 14 wins in his career. Coming off an impressive win in his UFC debut. Trevin Giles is insanely athletic. This guy's going to make stuff happen. He's got good hips, decent takedown defense. He is a police officer. He is an officer of the law in Houston. And the most important aspect to his game, his most valuable asset... Yes, he's very athletic, but it's his jab. He might have the best jab in welterweight. It is just there. He it's just has said
1: himself that he has the best jab in the UFC, and I did not believe him until the last few fights, and I'm like, okay, I get it now.
0: Oh, it's there. He's. Did you get that it. donation by Patrick Shelley, by the way? Nope, but we'll get to it in a second. I'll scroll up. I'll find it when I'm done talking here. Um, he uh, He lets that jab fly. He keeps it in people's faces, and it really gives people a lot of trouble. He's light on his feet. He moves in and out of range pretty well. The stats are gonna show that his wrestling offense is not very, you know, that his wrestling offense is decent, but it's not very good. He does have solid takedown defense, though, at 73%. He sets a nice pace. He pumps that jab. And he uh is coming off that impressive win over Preston Parsons. It was a very, very insanely close win. He was dropped, but then he just got that jab going pumped it out there, lit that dude's face up and showed us how his BJJ is actually pretty slick and he can scrambles where that athleticism came in. I've never seen somebody do more with less and that's not an insult. I don't want to say less like, like his jab is so amazing and he's so athletic that he's winning these fights. His athleticism is getting him out of trouble. His jab is lighting people up. He doesn't need to be a BJJ superstar. He doesn't need to have one punch power. He's just... Getting things done with those two things, and good for him. He's taking on Gabriel Bonfim. You're going to recognize the last name. You're going to see his brother just got smoked in his last fight. You're going to be like, "Uh uh-oh. Turns out the Bonfim brothers were not as good as everybody thought they were. That's not the case, though. Ishmael didn't look good, right? That wasn't a great look. But Gabriel is legit good. He was always the better of the two, and it's because he used his grappling more. Both of them are high-level boxers. He does have some actual boxing experience. Uh, he's a pretty well-rounded guy, but he goes to his wrestling and he goes to his jujitsu, jitsu And that is why I think Gabriel can actually win this fight. I think he'll come forward. I think he'll bomb away, but he's not going to rely only on that. We don't have to worry about Trevin out wrestling. Gabriel, Trevin's not going to work out any of his own takedowns. So I think Gabriel's going to come forward. I think he's going to shoot. I think he's going to get on top. I think he's going to grind from there. I think he's going to work. I don't think the jab is going to bother Gabriel that much because I think he's going to come in with big, powerful strikes and then shoot. I don't think he's going to be desperate to shoot. What happened with that Preston Parsons fight is as that fight went on, Preston was almost getting more and more desperate to get it to the ground. And then the more you want it there, the less set up your takedowns are and the less likely you are to get a takedown. I don't think that's going to happen with Gabriel. I think he's going to come forward, bomb, shoot, I do think Gabriel wins this fight, but Jacob scared me out of putting him in the safety parlay because he did remind me how good Trevin's takedown defense can be and how nasty that jab is. What do you think, Jakey
1: boy? Yeah, I, I look at this fight, and I think this is another one. It's it's a, it's a high-altitude fight, uh, and you got a guy, Gabriel Bonfim, who is kind of known for—I'm not saying he's exclusive to early finishes, but he's kind of known for being the early finish, right? The, the move forward, the do the wild stuff, the either the submission or the strikes to get to the submission, and there's a lot of early finishes in his career. And against a guy like Trevin Giles, who is— So hard to take down, who does have really, really good submission defense, who is going to make you work in every single position on the ground. Even if you can get him to the ground, he's still going to make you work. I think Trevin Giles has an ability here to really kind of wear this guy down, weather the early storm, because he has those abilities, right? He has been a little bit chinny in the past, but I mean, he's getting knocked out by people like DDP, Right at 185, he's now at 170. He came to 170 and opened up against Michael Morales. Right, so I mean, these are people that have knocked out other people besides just Trevin Giles. So, yeah, I don't don't think his chin's really going to be tested in this fight. He can withstand the 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 grappling of Bonfim early, get him worn down, and we've seen Trevin Giles as an absolute dog. Right, I mean, Preston Parsons to his credit, and he was my lock of the week this week. And by the way, nobody knows Trevin Giles better than me. He has been my lock of the week before. I've picked against him for lock of the week. That was Preston Parsons because I thought. Preston Parsons was going to be able to push a pace that would eventually break Trevin Giles. That's why I picked him. I think he can break Trevin Giles. Preston Parsons was moving forward, moving forward, was getting lit up, but that pressure was still there, and Trevin Giles did not break under the pressure. Was almost in, full, He was in full mount in the third round to lose that fight, got out of the position. I think he can just absolutely outwork Bonfim early and just break him down with that jab and might end up with a late TKO, second or third round. I'm Trevin Giles all the way.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to argue with it because I, I, while I am confident in Gabriel Bonfim, it's not the first time Trevin's going to pull off an upset. You're going to see he beat Roman DeLize. We can all agree he did not beat Roman DeLize. That was a bad decision. Lock of the week. Okay. I was watching that live with you in person, and you were like, uh-oh, I lost. Then, the old house.
1: Have you been invited yeah. to the new house? How long have you been there?
0: Uh, like two months, and you have been
1: invited mm. several times,
0: including this weekend for UFC 291, which you said you would come to. So.
1: What am I cooking I'll be fights? there. I'm not sure if I'm coming yet.
0: Guys, if you want to unlock everything, we're both on the Trevin... We're not both on the Trevin Giles side. We both respect Trevin Giles. Jacob's thinking...
1: I don't think people understand how good his takedown and submission defense is. So, yeah, Gabriel might dominate the first round. Like, I mean, like, be on top and grind him and stuff, but he he makes people fucking work.
0: Yeah, like I said, I, I am not going to trash Trevin Giles here because I... He's insanely athletic, he's in shape, and he's got that, that ridiculous jab. I think Gabriel Bonfim is the better fighter, but we've seen Trevin Giles beat better fighters with those tools alone. So I'm on the Gabriel side. I have been scared away from parlaying him. Uh, the altitude, I keep forgetting about the altitude. That I mean, it's not like we've seen Gabriel tired, so there's no reason to assume he will it's get tired. He's just been tired, finishing but, people. Yeah, but we know Trevin won't. So
1: What's going to happen I'm, when he becomes a, a nail? We always talk about that. You never really seen him as a nail. In a high altitude, there'd be a situation where Trevin wins a sweep, ends up on top, he starts eating elbows. How's he going to react? We don't know. Some people just fold, man.
0: Ain't nobody like know. his uh,
1: blood. And his brother just kind of folded.
0: He did. Well, he got. He had a, he had a uh, tougher opponent style. Well, right? I mean, he, he was like trying to act cool. Like,
1: work. oh, those body kicks don't hurt me. Oh, hit me again. I don't give a fuck. Ow. Oh, oh, hey, yeah, stop. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Jesus. O- stop o- stop o- it. Ow.
0: Yep. I'm trying to find this comment to pin real quick. Where is it? There it is. Guys.
1: Did you get like the Mason. donation? I'm getting there. Guys, well, it's be like Mason. What's off my screen now? I hope you, uh, hope you see it. Mason
0: became a premium member last week alone, and he said he is up Big thank you, Mason. Be like Mason. It's only ten dollars to what about a me, pre-river. Mason? I think it's safe to say that your ten dollars was money well spent, and you have paid for many, many months with premium off one single weekend alone. Is that a correct statement?
1: I kind of like that name, Mason.
0: Mason. It's a nice name. It's a younger I think,
1: name. I think I'm gonna name my son Mason.
0: Unless you're Mason Perry. Five dollars super chat Woo! from Patrick Selly. Jacob, you look. Good oh, at here we go. Glasses. Yeah, go ahead. You look good in the sunglasses. You look like you're six foot five, 200 pounds of pure muscle. Thank you, Patrick Shelley, for the
1: pity Appreciate you, Patrick. We missed you Saturday, but we fucking cat. killed it. I mean, we missed you Saturday. I guess I could keep saying Saturday, but that was yesterday. This is going to throw my whole week off. I'm going to wake up tomorrow and be real pissed it's Monday. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. definitely
0: going to. It's definitely a... I, I don't like doing it Sunday. I tell you, the whole day I felt rushed. I left my... I was pissing in the pool. I had to leave the pool, pee in a toilet like a person, feed the kids super fast, and then rush over here. So I'm, I'm not a big fan of the Sunday night show, but we have 360 live viewers. So obviously, seems like a good time. We almost...
1: So. Uh, I think we're only like 40 subs from 15,000 subscribers. That's a landmark.
0: That is a landmark. 15 is incredible. Fuck, man. Five was incredible. 10 was incredible. Like, we're...
1: Where would you want your statue built if they built a statue of you?
0: Right outside uh, an Italian deli.
1: The one that that has your name on the menu? D'Angelo Sandwich. Right outside? Newtown Deli in Newtown, Connecticut.
0: Newtown Deli, Newtown, Connecticut. Oh, you realize you haven't
1: told this in a while.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They know. The OGs know. The sandwich is literally named after me. And it's delicious. It's the best sandwich you're ever going to get. If you're in Connecticut, I would get put, one.
1: I would put tell mine him, right outside no the um, the pickleball court of when I smash in that old lady's face where we used to live, <laughs> and then they wouldn't let me play pickleball anymore because I was too good. Literally. Wham! I don't want him coming. <laughs> it's not fun when he plays. I got kicked out of the neighborhood pickleball. Fucking. There you go. Uh, Eric uh, says he had the
0: Angelo sandwich. Oh, no, wait. Eric said he had the Angelo (laughs) Sandwich. He's always talking about
1: this damn sandwich. (laughs) Eric said, I ate
0: the Angelo Sandwich, best sandwich I ever had. Thanks, Eric. You're probably lying, but I'll take that lie. No problem.
1: It's a chicken cutlet.
0: This guy's pretending he doesn't pee in the shower. You you pee in the shower, right, Jacob? We're not going to pretend you don't pee in the shower.
1: No, I'll just leave this thing on the side of the toilet right there because the toilet's right there. So I'll just stand right here and just drape that thing over the edge and let it trickle down. Swing it around the door. I'll just get a little swang on that thing and just kind of plop it up there on that there side. That's funny. All right,
0: let's move on. Next up, at UFC 291, we have Derek Lewis coming back, and he's fighting Marcos Rogerio DeLima. Derek Lewis, 26 and 11 overall, but he is only one and four in his last five, coming off three stoppage losses in a row. He's taking on Marcos Rogerio DeLima, 21 and eight overall, four and one in his last five. He's coming off that win over surging prospect Waldo Cortez Acosta. I I don't need to spend a ton of time on this. We all know Derek Lewis, right? Derek Lewis has the most knockouts in heavyweight history. He's going to come in. He's going to bomb away. He has really no takedown defense, but if he does get taken down, he literally just stands back up. He is all hammer. I don't want to say no nail because he can. we've seen him be tough. We've seen him be gritty. But later in his career, I mean, he hit a patch where he was just knocking people out left and right, became a huge fan favorite, and then all of a sudden lost a couple, and the tide seemed to have turned. I don't know what it is. He's, just, he's probably older and like kind of over it for the most part, but Derek Lewis is a ton of fun, I always love watching him because you never know what you're gonna get, he will most likely never be just the most skilled guy in the cage, but he will literally always be the most dangerous guy in the cage, without a shadow of a doubt, and he will always have the funniest post-fight interviews, so big Derek Lewis fan, but I do think this is gonna be a problem matchup for him, because he's got Marcos Rogerio de Lima, this guy's big, He's powerful. He's got good striking, good grappling, good wrestling. He's not super fast, not super athletic, but he's going to wear you down. He's going to hit you hard. He's going to drag you to the ground. He has professional Muay Thai background, and he just beat Waldo Cortez, who was like this athletic, fast prospect, and he just chopped his legs out like a tree and then got the takedowns. Anytime Derek Lewis is fighting, he's live for a knockout. I don't care if he's fighting a horse. He will be live for a knockout in any fight he's in but I can't be picking fights hoping for that one punch randomly. So Marcos is the pick. Very confident pick. Premium members, you saw my one unit bet on him last week at minus 129. It is already at minus 163. Earlier, the odds were even higher than that, so I think it's probably going to yo-yo a little bit before people come to their senses later in the week, and then it's going to take off. I think it's still good value at minus 163. Obviously, a one-punch Derrick Lewis knockout is always around the corner, but... I think Marcos is just too good. He also hits hard. He can close the distance, get the takedown, do all the things. I have that unit on him at minus 129. Hopefully you're a premium member and you saw that. If not, 163 is still not terrible
1: value. What do you think, Jakey boy? Yeah, I just don't think that that Derek Lewis wants to fight anymore. I, I, I think that he wants to come in. I think he wants to get his check. I think he wants to go into the octagon and try and knock somebody out, right? I mean, it's not like he doesn't want to get in the octagon. I think he wants to get in the octagon, take his time, get his back against the fence, and try to knock somebody out. But the second, as we've seen these last few fights, the second it becomes an actual fight, When it's not just him throwing the the haymakers and trying to knock somebody out. Once somebody's in his face and they turn it into an actual fight, you can see it's almost like he's just uninterested at this point in his career. I mean, it is what it is. He's always going to be live for that knockout shot. He might come in and surprise us with some forward movement. Maybe he has this, like, Tyrone Woodley moment, right, where we're all like, "Yo, Woodley ah, was never doing anything, never doing anything. And all of a sudden he came out against Vicente Luque and was just throwing wild. Yeah, but he went out on his shield, right? We might have... (laughs) We might have that type of situation. Maybe he knows it's the last fight. We're getting close to the end of the career. He's made good money because he won all those fights. And maybe he comes out swinging and lands a shot. But I mean, this should be a Dilemma play. And it should be just, it should be with the wrestling and the grappling, honestly. I mean, take your time with the takedowns because I'm sure Derek Luce can be ready with an uppercut. But, you know, strike into it, get the takedown, grind on him, high altitude, yada, yada, and uh, find a way to win this fight. But I mean, he's always going to be live. And I respect him and I like the dude. But. I just It just doesn't seem like he's really in it anymore. So I'm going to... Really
0: I, think a, I think it's a good way to put it. Yeah, because he's not... I mean, he's definitely not a pussy. Like
1: no. He's, he's all
0: man. He's not afraid to fight anybody. And he, he would love to get... I mean, anybody. he would love
1: to go in there and knock somebody out. It's not like he's yes. like, oh, I don't even want to go in there. It's like he would love to go in there and knock this guy head off.
0: Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, the insane amount of work that leads up to it is probably where the gap is. Remember before his last fight, people saw him jogging and they're like, oh man, Derek Lewis 2.0. He's in shape, and they just looked exactly the same, and nothing changed. Yeah,
1: never forget the guys that every time a fighter is during fight week, they will always say they're in the best shape they've ever been in. Because <laughs> yeah. I always see, I always see comments like, "Oh, so and so said it's the best shape, the best camp they've ever had." Every fighter leading up, nobody's like, "Oh man, I, I feel like shit." You know, I don't think I'm going this fight. Everyone's <laughs> like, "I feel great. Camp was the best one ever." <laughs> it's like Jesus.
0: Yeah, hundred um, percent. And this could be. Uh, Esteban in the comment section, why do I get the feeling this will probably go to, this, to, a dis, to the distance? I mean, that is possible. You this see that with be, sloppy heavyweights, you know, especially yeah, Ro- at Ro- altitude. Roanoke and
1: Tibora and stuff. Or-
0: yeah, anything's possible, but I do think Marcos wins this fight. I have that bet on him. I think it's a safe bet still at these odds today. I do think, I could be wrong, right? I do think that these odds are going to take off later in the week. we are going to look at this card up and down and... Sees like, yeah, that's tricky. This is tricky. Well, Marco should get this done. The this amount of times involved. that I
1: get looked up and down when I got in public these days, it's usually because of the sweatpants, though.
0: You don't go out in public.
1: I'm, yeah, I can't. I feel like a piece of meat. <laughs> okay.
0: Kim. That's why you wear the sunglasses? Just in case somebody peers through your first floor apartment window and recognizes you? Fucking poor loser. We want Picks.com. It's only ten dollars a month. Jacob gets a chunk of that money and get him out of this basement apartment he's got going on. Just click become a member at the top. Frankly, we talk honestly, about the you stuff. know what?
1: what? We got to come up. I don't even know if I want to go to Brazil anymore.
0: You just want to get out of the basement apartment. Oh, because Amanda let you down with the,
1: with the only. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I mean, my life is in shambles now. Finally had a good Saturday night. On the live stream, I was like, because she, <laughs> she put on her, her Twitter, Instagram, and stuff, and was like, hey, I have new, it's kind of different news for everyone tomorrow. And I was on the live stream, literally showed that. I was like, she's going to announce that she's going OnlyFans. I guarantee it. And that's exactly what it was. It's, it's like the sport uh, OnlyFans one. So I don't, it's not like an actual OnlyFans. So it's fine. Like Giannis yeah, yeah. does a Chase Hooper does. It's like the sport affiliate, just behind the scenes stuff. You might see me. Behind, I mean, maybe i pop up, you know, maybe become a OnlyFans to her and you might see a clip from my OnlyFans too.
0: There you go. Congratulations. Um, but honestly, premium membership, we talk about all the things you get with it, but it's also just a great way to show support. If you appreciate the time, the content, everything we do, it's $10 a month and, and we definitely appreciate that. So it's easy after a, a week as wildly successful as the one we had to be like, pay for the bets. But the reality is, pay because you enjoy the show, and if you want to show support, that's a great way to do it. We on Pix.com, just click become a member. Two dollars super chat. Tony. Tony Tony Begley, all caps. Angelo safety parlay makes me Parley. rich
1: this week. He spelled a cup, couple of things Angelo safety wrong in there, parlay but. makes me rich this <laughs> week.
0: One unit, no space, no period, pearly. Nothing. just one unit. <laughs> we appreciate like you very- that.
1: I like that paint job on that car, it's pearly.
0: Thank you very much, genuinely appreciated. Next up at UFC 291, we have the main card opener. We have the nicest guy on this planet, Steven Wonderboy Thompson Michelle taking Peheta. on Michelle Pajeta. Michelle's Wonderboy a good Thomas. dude. I'm sure he is, but we don't speak the same language, so I don't know. 17-6 overall, 3-2 in his last five. He's coming off the destruction of Kevin Holland. He's taking on Michelle Pahita. Michelle Pahita, 28-11, 5-0 in his last five. He's riding a five-fight win streak. Wonder Boy's got that long karate style He likes that nice in and out movement. He'll touch you up, he'll outstrike most people. His striking defense is absolutely incredible, and if you keep a fight technical with Stephen Thompson, you're gonna have problems. If you try to crowd him, you try to bum rush him, he's gonna use that karate defense, move out of the way, light you up, and you're gonna have problems there as well. Stephen Thompson is a hard go for a lot of people who just wanna strike with him. His only two losses in the last four years have been to grapplers. People just diving at his legs nonstop, over and over, but people who give him room to strike Sort of have a problem there. He's taking on Michelle Pajeda. This guy's a capoeira fighter. That's that Brazilian dance fighting. He's going to spin around. He's going to do the flips, the swirls, all the fancy things. And earlier earlier in his career... Was that that improv or in the
1: notes? Swirls. Swirls.
0: Swirls. Earlier in his career, it was all about that. That was his entire style. Then he would slow down, gas out, and that was sort of the end of it. Lately, as he's maturing as a fighter, he is now... The ripe old age of 29. I thought this dude was 36. He's 29 years old. He is maturing. You can see that. He's at four decision wins in a row. So we're seeing him go longer. We're seeing that cardio last. We're seeing him not make these wild mistakes, striking or taking chances he shouldn't take. We're also seeing working some takedowns when he needs to. And that's what makes this a little concerning When I broke this fight down this morning, Wonderboy was a two-to-one favorite. It is already starting to close in. He's now minus 164. And that movement does make sense for me. I love Wonderboy. And if this is just strike for strike, he should be able to win that matchup. I I actually am picking Wonderboy to win this fight. I think he wins this fight. But it's a very low confidence pick because he is 40 years old. And while he hasn't looked old yet, I didn't think Holly Holm looked old either until... Damn it! Damn it! She actually stepped in that cage. And Michelle is dangerous. Michelle is now controlled. Michelle has cardio. He's big, he's strong, he's fast. So this could be a big problem for Wonderboy or it could be the clinic that, you know, everybody's expecting him to put on. Yes, he is coming off the destruction of Kevin Holland, but let's not forget, Kevin Holland broke his hand in that fight. His hand was broken and he still landed and still got some takedowns. Michelle can shoot as well. I am picking Wonder Boy to win this fight. All right.
1: Yeah, my hand was under my uh, – yeah,
0: I'm good. Under your what? Creep. Um, I am picking Stephen Thompson to win this fight, but I think it's – I'm definitely not going to bet it. Obviously, if this line keeps collapsing, we could have something, but I'm going to leave this alone. What do you think, Jakey boy?
1: Someone said – someone tell him I saw line. that. <laughs> I, I saw that. But yeah, where's uh, mark
0: to complain when you need
1: him. Um, yeah, so what th- I and I've mentioned, I and I know I'm a broken record, but I definitely want to say it on this fight. Because there's nobody that concerns me more when it comes to fatiguing from high altitude than Michelle Pejeda, because this guy will be dancing and be doing flips. This guy might be gassed before Bruce Buffer even gets finished saying his name because all of the antics. And that really does scare me to death because I feel as though if this was a three-round fight in a normal location, that I'm going to be... I feel like I'm going to be pretty confident in Michelle Pahita. I understand the the dangers that T- Stephen Thompson possesses. But as you mentioned, you kind of beat me to the punch. My big thing this week was when was the last time you saw a 40-year-old, very, very accomplished striker fight a young, dangerous Brazilian who is well-rounded, right? And that is Holly Holm and, 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 and Buenos Aires. Buenos Aires has power in her hands. Michelle has, Pahita has power. She has wrestling. She has grappling. She's probably a little bit more dangerous in the grappling than a Michelle But Michelle Pajada, as you mentioned, does get takedowns. He can get takedowns. He can grapple. And if this was at a regular location, a regular altitude, I could trust him to get the takedowns, to control almost each round because he's shown that his cardio is there. He does, Even if he does get tired, he's not a quitter, right? I mean, he is one of those guys that he's going to keep fighting no matter what, even when he is tired. And I love that aspect. He might need it in this fight. But my biggest thing... Thing here in my mind that I can't get out of my head is Michelle Pena comes in and 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 dominates the first round and then loses the next two because he gets tired. That scares me to death because damn it, I'm gonna pick him because I think he's just more dangerous. Stephen Thompson can get hit; he is 40 years old. I mean, Kevin Holland had him on skates in the first round of that fight, and it was competitive. I mean, until he broke his hand. But the thing that that makes me feel a little bit better about Michelle Pajeda is the way that Steven Thompson fights is he will wait, right? I mean, he is not just pressure in your face, in your face. He will give you time to just kind of sit out and dance because he's waiting to counter. He's bounce, 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 and he will give you time to recover, and that's going to help Michelle Pajeda with his gas tank, and I think he's going to get it done, land the big shot, or just kind of grapple and maybe find a submission or something. But I'm on Michelle Pajeda; He's more dangerous.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm not on that side, obviously. I think Wonderboy, while
1: he's— He can't be right all the time. <laughs>
0: while, while he's getting older, he's still— I mean, you, we agree Wonderboy's the much better striker in this matchup, right?
1: Yeah. And if you said, if, if he's at range and he's just— If, if it's a point fight, Michelle Pajeda loses that 10 out of 10 times. But I think he's going to be able to be aggressive, land some big shots, mix in a takedown or two, and uh, make it kind of his own fight. But if it looks like a Steven Thompson fight, yeah, he's he's definitely a better striker.
0: It's gonna be fun. I'm I'm rooting for Wonder Boy. Obviously, Michelle potatoes is only p- potato. Michelle Pajeda is shit. only only 29 years old, and he has so much future ahead of him. I want to see Wonder Boy get a couple more wins and then just retire. I I love the guy. He's he's not even a title timer. shot, huh? I mean, he's just gonna get taken down. It doesn't even matter, you know. Everybody at welterweight's got solid takedowns, but I, um, I don't know. I just like to see Wonder Boy get a couple wins. If anybody has earned the uh, go out, you know, the Robbie Lawler way, it's a, it's a Stephen Thompson. He's given us some mores, smiling the whole time. Couldn't he? Couldn't be a better really? role model to young people. So I'm rooting for the guy. And isn't I it crazy that
1: time. when you would think when he was when he lost to Woodley, right, the draw, and then he lost to Woodley, if you had to Two pause that fights. moment. Yeah. If you had to pause that moment and be like, who do you think was going to be fighting in 2023? You'd be like, oh, Woodley. I mean, he's beating everyone, right? I mean, he was like one of the most dominant champs at that time. And Boy's still doing it looking great. And Woodley's been done for quite a while. It's just kind of crazy how that works out.
0: It is crazy. Sorry, I'm messing with my lights. I look shiny. When I put this one in front Nothing's of me, Nothing's going to help. over here, it's shiny. <laughs> you know what's going to help? A fucking <laughs>
1: treadmill. And maybe a diet. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, okay. Yeah, I'm a little annoyed at this point.
0: At what? What'd I do to you?
1: I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Jesus. No, nothing's going to help.
1: It's a Sunday.
0: Jesus. And this when you should be nice to me. It is the Lord's
1: day. I told you, One I think that, I think the Sabbath is supposed to be Saturday, officially.
0: You weren't nice to me yesterday either
1: you weren't nice to me. You came in the stream and tried to jinx the shit out of the bets and then you started throwing I didn't try at to me. jinx
0: the bets. I congratulated you. You on literally,
1: I, all I did was call you out for being wrong and you turned into exactly what you hate everyone turning into. <laughs> Angelo came in the live stream and was like, hey, nice job with your bets, Jacob. You're guaranteed up units. And I was like, no I'm not I still have fucking I was up like three units I still had like seven units so I'm like I'm not guaranteed units that's wrong and you're like wow you're a clown you don't know shit you don't, you're an asshole I'm leaving everyone leave this tree you're like what the fuck <laughs> let's Just go guys me, like, super
0: toxic guys let's go it's a walkout
1: you know what Lando fuck
0: you Lando it's actually Lando. anyway whatever that's the point let's go Ooh. next up at UFC 291, we have Michael Chiesa coming back after a canceled fight and two years away, and he's taking on Kevin Holland. Michael Chiesa, 16-6 and overall, 3-2 in his last five. He's coming off two losses in a row and almost two years away. He's taking on Kevin Holland, 3-2 in his last five, 24-9 overall. He's coming off that knockout win over Pons and Nibbio. This is an interesting fight to break down because Michael Chiesa is a grappler, as we know. He has insanely low strike volume. You're going to see the numbers in a second when Jacob goes. Michael Chiesa just wants to come forward and get takedowns. He doesn't even have a whole bunch of wild ones. They're like body locks. He'll shoot one double or two maybe. Just wants to drag it to the ground. If he gets you he down, he was Terrence ready.
1: McKinney's wrestling coach.
0: He was Terrence McKinney's wrestling coach. Terrence McKinney is a far more accomplished wrestler than Michael Chiesa is. Terrence McKinney is a Juco All-American, Did he I ever believe. get that glass out of his eye? Is that like a joke or that happened or what? Okay. Um, So Michael Chiesa is a sort of, I would say, generation one and a half of fighter. He's been around for a very long time. He comes forward. He throws some strikes, immediately starts to look to grapple. Very, very one-dimensional. He's working the booth now, right? He's got a nice desk job with the UFC. He's working on that phase of his career. His last fight was about two years ago. It was against Sean Brady. He got taken down five times in that fight, lost those first two rounds very clearly, had a nice rally in the third round. Maybe I do have a list. Had a nice rally in in the third round, but it just wasn't enough. He's taking on Kevin Holland. We just talked about Kevin Holland when we broke down Stephen Thompson. Kevin Holland is an accurate striker. Pinpoint laser accuracy on those strikes. He's got power as well. Super fast. He also has BJJ. He just doesn't have the in-between. There's no wrestling. He did take down Wonderboy and was Woo! laughing about the fact that he had to take him down.
1: Sorry, buddy. I think that's what he said.
0: <laughs> yeah, because he just had to do what he had to do because his hand was broken. But his takedown defense is absolutely horrendous. It is not good at all. And that is concerning here that Michael Chiesa could take him down. And that's honestly super easy. If Michael Chiesa comes in here and does to Kevin Holland, what we just watched Ketlin Vieira do to Pani Kanza, that that literally could be this fight. That could be this fight. Just immediate takedown, hang out on top, immediate takedown, hang out on top, and then maybe a late rally. I don't think that's what happens though. I think, you know, I am going to do some non-skill factors here. The fact that Michael Chiesa is working the desk and he's already working on that phase of his career tells me that he's not all in on this. He's not all in on the fighting. Kevin Holland is. This dude is dangerous as shit on his feet. He is dangerous on the ground with submissions. It's just the wrestling that's a problem. He knows it's a problem. Hopefully it's improving. But even if it's not, I think Kevin Holland wins this fight. I have a half a unit on him at minus 140 I think he'll stop a takedown or two, light up Michael on the way in, and Michael's going to be like, Jesus Christ, man. I've been gone for two years. I'm 35 years old now. I've got the good-paying desk job. Let me just keep that. What do you think,
1: Yeah, Michael's going to be in trouble anytime it's on the feet. I mean, he needs to get the takedowns and win this fight. And I think gone are the days of the 185-ers taking down Kevin Hahn, right? He came down to 170. He's definitely improved that. And then when he finally fought the 185-er against Shimayev, I know that he didn't break away. The scramble looked
0: good. No, that looked good.
1: Oh, because I thought it was my turn to talk. You want to just keep trying to finish each other's fucking sentences or what, are we playing a game here?
0: Okay let's go ahead I'll, I guarantee I can finish yours I
1: can yours. finish yours I just want <laughs> Bitch Stupid fuck uh yeah, I mean, he showed good scrambling abilities. Obviously, you don't want to try and, like, Grammy roll and stuff out of every kind of takedown defense. You want to kind of just defend the takedown. But Michael is not going to be shooting a takedown like Chimayev. I mean, diving across the fucking octagon, you know. And as you mentioned, he wants to get in. He wants to be methodical with it. And I think Kevin Holland can easily defend those type of takedowns at 170. And he's just going to snipe this guy at range. So, I saw that, that you made the bet. I did it as well, Kevin Holland.
0: All right. I didn't I didn't even know you made that bet. Did you do that like last week? I haven't updated a bet for you in a little while.
1: I sent bets in today.
0: <laughs> you didn't text him to me. Just so you guys know, Jacob doesn't know how to update the website himself
1: because... I've never actually been on the website.
0: It's it's insane. It's insane. So I have to do all of it for him.
1: I've been anyway. on wewantpicks.com slash lock. You can vote for your lock of the week there. Go to wewantpicks.com slash lock and vote for your... Who'd they pick
0: last week? They're
1: pretty shitty at picking, aren't they? They got Pantoja. I don't know who they had last week.
0: Uh, I'm pulling it up right now. That's yours. The community lock last week was Yanal Ashmo's. The... the
1: (laughs) The imagine thinking that Chris Duncan didn't have a shot in that fight. Imagine being that guy that spends your entire week clipping out little bullshit and being like, oh, imagine laying chalk on Chris Duncan and then he just fucking destroys, you on know, that fight.
0: <laughs> I appreciate that, Jacob. Jacob always got the back. Um, the community has made 11 lock of the week. So Jacob said, go to weownpicks.com slash lock. You can vote for your own underdog lock of the week. We've done it 11 weeks in a row. The community is one, two, three, four, and seven. The community is down one unit. And these are the same people that shit all over you, Jacob. Same people. Can't pick to save their life. Anyway, uh, Jacob and I both on the Kevin Holland side. We both have money line bets on him. I still think minus 151 is decent odds. I got it at minus 145. So not much movement there. This could, as I said, this could be the freaking the ketlin Vieira Pani konzad fight. That's what this could be. Michael Kiesa just diving at legs and then Kevin Holland looking clueless. But I don't think that's what's going to happen here.
1: I just don't. Well,
0: well if you, you want see to see all of
1: our bets. You want to put a takedown bet on Kiesa? Two? I'll take two and under. You have over two.
0: No, I don't want that. I'm not going to. No, I'm not going to. Root for takedowns and, and then no, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bet against one. I'm rooting for zero. I'm not doing a that. half. I'm not doing it.
1: I could give you a hat. He gets one takedown and you win, and you're not gonna take that. No, I want Kevin. You Holland hate Kevin Holland.
0: Out. I want. I met his coach at the park. Now I love a guy. <laughs> 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 I talked to his coach for like 45 minutes at the park. You're like Dana when
1: Dana saw him at the because didn't Dana didn't even sign him. Uh, after his contender he's like that guy talks too much
0: <laughs> it's, <Yes>. it's... <laughs> no I love him. just just fix your wrestling man shit but he has looked much better moving down to 170 anyway become a premium member we would really appreciate the support we on pixel.com just click become a member get me to
1: Scotland that's where you're
0: going now I don't think those are attractive
1: women whoa
0: I don't know I've never seen name a hot famous
1: Scottish woman uh I almost said Casey Steve. Anthony, but who's <laughs> the Casey King Casey is, is Scottish. She fights out oh, of New she's Zealand, Scottish? but she's Scottish, yeah.
0: Okay. Right, there you go. Uh Casey O'Neal. Casey mm. Anthony. <laughs> she's I mean, she's hot too, honestly. Her soul is disgusting, but the rest she's kinda hot.
1: Hallow Shall mm. wants a gal.
0: Shallow Hal, dude.
1: What did I say? <laughs> next up at UFC
0: 291 we have one of the more bizarre fights on the card we have Tony Ferguson taking on Bobby Green Tony Ferguson 25 and 8 overall and an incredible 0 and 5 in his last five he's coming out that submission loss to Nate Diaz if you remember that card got all shuffled all sorts and all of a sudden Tony Ferguson was fighting Nate Diaz He's taking on Bobby Green. Bobby Green, 29 and 14. He's only two and two in his last five. He's coming off the no contest with Jared Gordon. Tony Ferguson, he is on this five fight skid. He hasn't won a fight since an eye injury to Donald Stroney in 2019. In his prime, the dude was unorthodox. He was accurate with his strikes. He was submitting people, dropping. He was doing whatever he wanted to do. He was on a 12 fight win streak. He's tough as nails. He still is tough as nails. He's got insane mental fortitude. The biggest issue with him, though, is while he does have the tools to pull off an upset, right? He still can strike. He still can grapple. He's still slick. He's just, I mean, it just feels like he's gone. Like, gone. Ever since that Justin Gagey fight. Gone
1: like a freight train. Gone like yesterday. Gone like a soldier in a civil war. Bang, bang.
0: Remember? 30 seconds ago, you know, you're up to interrupt you.
1: Um.
0: He's taking on Bobby Green. Bobby Green is a slick striker, sort of a showboat style. I was comparing the Roy Jones Jr. with his hands. What's he's doing? He keeps his hands super low. He has great volume, very good defense. He's got slick wrestling if he needs it. He doesn't use it very often, but that is there. He has 10 knockouts on his record, but they're not one punch knockouts. They're just clean volume touching you up hanging out, making things happen. People keep commenting about, well, oh, he went to the distance with Fizayev. He went to the distance with Fizayev. And yeah, he did. He actually looked decent in that fight. But he's coming off that no contest to Jared Gordon where there was a headbutt and then he knocked out Jared Gordon and then they used instant replay. Probably the best anybody has ever used instant replay. They looked at it. They said, oh, that was a headbutt. Let's make this a no contest. Well, I think the it was
1: Patriots a- thought it was better back in, um, what was that, 2002 yeah. something like that? Anyway, rule. yeah, I got you it. Get it, Justin Tuck, yeah. What?
0: Uh, anyway, I think um, Bobby Green um, looked pretty bad in his last fight. I think that headbutt might have saved him from a loss. And a lot of people are talking about that. We have a split boat in the comments. We have people saying, Bobby Green looked terrible in his last fight. How could you possibly blah, 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 blah. And then we have people saying, dude, Bobby Green hung out with Rafael Fizayev. He's there. I mean, he's, if he's hanging out with that killer, I think both of those are incorrect statements and comparisons. You're comparing him in a fight a few years ago against Fazeev. That's It's years have passed. He's a different person. He's been knocked out cold since then. And then saying he looked bad in his last fight. Yes, he did. But Tony Ferguson is like 25% of what he was just a few years ago. I think Bobby Green just runs right through him. Tony Ferguson's tough. This This fight will go a little bit. Uh, he'll fight as long as his body will let him fight like he's not gonna mentally quit but I think Bobby Green just lights him up what do you think
1: I don't know it sounded like he really didn't like Bobby Green in this fight and then you said he's just gonna destroy no this. Just no no I
0: think he i I just I think he destroys Tony Ferguson I just people just doing that well, well he, faze, 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 and then I don't know I, I I I think Bobby Green destroys Tony Ferguson because of who Tony Ferguson is I guess is my overall point here
1: it's hard to get improv. I get it. Uh, Junior Ranks with the 499 says, My money is on Tony. He looked good in his last lightweight fight versus Chandler uh, fight till the wild KO. And I the reason I highlight that, and we appreciate that 499, is that he, you're exactly right. The last time he was at 155 in the first round, everyone was like, Oh my God, Tony's back. I mean, he had that long stretch of lose, losses where he looked like shit. And then all of a sudden he came out, knocked down Chandler. I was like, Oh my God, even off his back, he looked like the old Tony throwing the elbows up. And then he gets knocked out. Cold, right? So you worry about his chin. But in this fight, I don't really worry about his chin. I mean, Bobby Green is more of a counter, kind of pitter-patter, throws volume, isn't really a knockout guy. I know he kind of TKO'd, you know, ally Quinto or whatever, but he's not really, he doesn't really have big power that I think is going to affect Tony Ferguson. So I'm not really, really, really worried about his chin. So then you look at his last fight at 170 versus Nate Diaz. Looked Terrible in that fight. I mean, looked slow, lethargic. But if you rewatch that fight, I rewatched it today. It almost looked like he was just kind of caught up in like the whole Nate Diaz thing, right? Because Nate, Dia- Nate Diaz was acting very weird that fight. At, po- at points, he was like on his you know on his knees. He was like you know talking to the crowd and stuff. And it seemed like Tony Ferguson was almost trying to outcool him, right? There was moments where he was doing some stuff too, and he was acting this way. And it seemed like he just kind of got caught up in the moment in that fight. And by the time he realized, oh my god, I'm losing that. Fight, fight, now I need to wrestle the first, I mean, the first takedown he shoots, he gets guillotine because Nadia said, the only thing I was working on in camp was guillotines because I was supposed to fight Shemayev, and that's literally all I was working on, and so Tony Ferguson finally takes a shot, but the last time he was at 155, he was durable, his hands looked good, his elbows with it, he looked in this fight, so I would not be surprised at altitude again, if Tony Ferguson comes in and it's just surviving in the beginning, and then turns into the Tony of old and just kind of wears down. Bob Green's durable as well, and I'm a big Bobby Green fan. I love his style. I, I, I was saying that he was going I mean, I thought that he was going to make a nice little run here. I actually think I picked him against Islam because I thought, I was like, oh, he's, he's a pretty good wrestler too. People don't realize how good a wrestler Bobby is. Um, so I'm going Bobby Green here because he should win because he is the better fighter at this point in their careers. But that plus three and a half or something on Tony is going to look real appetizing to me.
0: I just, I just, I'm reading the comments as you're going. Like, there's a lot of people saying Tony's going to win. Then, I mean, those are some juicy odds, and you guys should lay a bunch of money on it. I just don't, dude, he has not been the same person. Like, oh, he looked good in the Michael Chandler fight. His, it was the worst knockout we've ever seen. He looked just good in the Michael kick. Chandler.
1: Fight. Yeah, I mean, and, it was
0: just a front kick. If his face was morphed, he was done. And then what happened after that fight? He lost again. Like, looking good for two minutes and then getting completely knocked out cold. Yeah, he actually, I think he won the first round on the judges' scorecards, but he was knocked out cold. And yeah, Bobby Green isn't one punch knockout guy, but Tony Ferguson has taken more damage than arguably anybody in the history of the UFC. And that's a testament to his toughness. More that's than not your an liver. Insult. That's that's a testament to his toughness. That fight with Justin Gagey changed him, changed him. i don't and like it sucks versus
1: Chandler him. in that first round.
0: And then what happened? That's a, it's insane argument to me. But it was
1: just a front. I mean, it's just a front kick. I mean, it happens. You, you look good and just get hit with one shot. I mean, it's just a random just front to, kick that hit him.
0: What happened to Frankie Edgar after he got knocked out with that fr- exact same front kick? I don't know. Who Never that is. came back the same. Never came back the same. And I just I. Love Tony Ferguson, for sure. And that 12-fight win streak was incredible. The plot lines of him and Khabib, were incre- all that was incredible. It's just, he's just not going to win this fight. He's just not. I don't think he's going to win either,
1: but I think he can make it a lot more competitive than people are giving him credit for.
0: Oh, I said it. I, I think I said in quick QuickBooks, I hope we're lucky enough to get a one and a half round line and I'll hammer the over. We did not get a one and a half round line. But I would hammer the over. He's tough as hell. He will fight until his body doesn't let him fight anymore. And to your point, it's not like Bobby Green is one punching people. He did, like you said, Al. But Al Quinta at that point was a real estate agent who just won the fight in Masters Square Garden. So not to get too off track, I, I actually hate when people do fight breakdowns and then mention six other fighters. It sort of convolutes the point. All love and respect. I can start we can start Ferguson. making charts
1: and diagrams back here if you want. Just I can walking pull this out. Through
0: it. I mean, all the love and respect in the world for sure for Tony Ferguson, but I just Bobby Green's just gonna be too fast, too accurate. And yes, Drew Dober knocked him out, but he still has a chin. I think it's a—
1: Bobby got knocked okay. out by Drew. Yeah. Drew got knocked out by Frivola. Frivola got knocked out by Terrence McKinney. McKinney got knocked out by Ishmael bon, Bonfim. Bonfim. Bonfim, Bonfim, Bonfim got submitted by Saint Denis. Saint Denis beat. And he lost
0: to a no-name regional guy because he did a spinning back. No, he
1: beat, he beat Stolsfus. He beat Stolsfus. Stolsfus beat. Um, You're not gonna wait. You're not week.
0: gonna get your way back to Tony Ferguson. They would be. No, you gotta get that back to Bobby. <laughs> All right, you get to Tony in.
1: Ferguson. Um, wait, who is this? I, I can't read my writing. Bonfim Stolzfuß Dustin Stoltzfus. Stoltzfus. This is Stolzfuß. Beat my when he was lock of the week. He beat um. Fucking, I can picture him. I don't know his fucking name. <laughs> All right, we'll we'll continue at some other point. <laughs> that was
0: that was incredibly impressive. Good job. I'm
1: trying to remember his name. I wouldn't know who he fought though. So even if you we got what? there, I wouldn't hey, know.
0: Hey, I figured it out. Your microphone is stupid loud again. You have dynamic rate gain on. When you're far you know, away, you know what's and funny. You're quiet. When you're far away and you're quiet, it ramps up. And there was a
1: firmware update today. So I that's didn't change it the setting, so that's, it must have just done that itself or something.
0: It's dynamic. God, my deductive reasoning skills when I'm sober are absolutely fucking incredible. It's, that I mean, was pretty good,
1: huh? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Right? One, two, three, four, five, six, oh, seven.
0: I thought you were talking about me. Yeah, that was good. I am proud of myself. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, no, that was impressive. Guys, We Picks.com. Click become a member. It's only $10. Next up at UFC 291, we have the co main event of the evening. This is actually an awesome fight. This and the main event are two incredible fights. We have Jan Blahovich taking on Alex Pajeda. Jan Blahovich 29-9 overall, 3-1-1 one one in his last five. He's coming off the draw with Anka He's taking on Alex Pajeda. Alex Pajeda, 7-2 and two in his very short MMA career. 4-1 in his last five. He's coming off that title loss to Israel Adesanya. Jan Blahovich is the former light heavyweight champion of the world. He won the belt when it was sort of at a lull, if you will. He won that belt and then lost it to Glover Teixeira. Since he lost that belt, he's had a bit of a rocky road. His first fight after that was against Alexander Racic with a freak leg injury. His next fight after that was the draw against Ankelaev. He actually looked good in that draw against Ankalaev, right? He lit up the legs, great job with the leg kicks. The reality is Jan Blachowicz can wrestle. We've only really seen him wrestle against Izzy, but he got those three takedowns. He controlled them. He took away all of the striking advantages Izzy may have had. Jan is known for the Polish power. He's got big one-punch Legendary Polish power. power. Big one-punch power. But I still don't think, even with Alex Bejeda moving up in weight, I still don't think he has the power that Alex Bejeda has. Alex Bejeda, as you know, beat Israel Adesanya three times. Two in kickboxing, one in MMA. They fought a fourth time because the UFC just had to make that fight happen. And Alex Bejeda, similar to the logic Jacob was just using, won that first round, looked good early. And then he got knocked out cold. Israel Adesanya just a big overhand right, knocked him out cold. That was about three and a half months ago. This guy was knocked out cold on the canvas. Alex Bejeda, a very decorated Muay Thai champion. You see that in his style. He just plots forward. He has a real tall stance and just pop, 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 pop. Everything he does is insanely heavy. He will knock you out with a wild left hook. He'll kick you, he'll come forward. He has five round cardio. He can do all the things. He's one of the most dangerous guys in the division. We haven't seen a ton of grappling exchanges He does have a 73% takedown defense. He has been taken down four times in the UFC, but he is coming off that bad knockout loss to Israel Adesanya. I think Alex wins this fight, but it's it's very scary. There's a lot of moving parts here. First, he is coming up in weight, but he's literally going to be the bigger guy in this matchup. So moving up in weight doesn't matter. It may benefit him, honestly, if his chin was a little suspect because of the weight cut. But the knockout does bother me. Everybody is going to talk about Jan's takedowns. Oh, but Jan could take it down. I'm not worried about Jan's takedowns. I actually hope Jan implements a grappling game plan. I hope that's Jan's game plan. Because if that's his game plan, eventually Alex is going to catch him and he's going to light him up. He's going to hit him. He's going to put him out. If Jan's game plan is to strike for strike with Alex, I don't know if we have seen somebody recover in three and a half months after. I mean, he was out cold, he wasn't a TKO. He TKO'd Israel Adesanya. Israel Adesanya knocked Alex Bejeda out. He's 36 years old. He's not 26 years old. It's a very short turnaround. That is what worries me. I do think Alex wins because Jan is mostly a striker. Alex is going to be the better striker. So the pick is going to be Alex with very, very, very low confidence. What do you think, Jakey boy?
1: When are we going to stop making Alex Bejeda underdogs in these fights. I I just, I just, I'll (laughs) I'll never understand when we're going to finally realize what the hell this guy can do in the Yatka. And I understand he got knocked out by Izzy. It was only three and a half months ago, but he was, I mean, he was dominating that fight just like he should dominate this fight. Because listen, guys, Jan Blakowicz is not a wrestler. He is not a wrestler. Can he wrestle? Yeah, he can kind of wrestle. Can he grapple? Yeah, he can kind of grapple. Not a wrestler. He had three takedowns in his last nine fights, all of them against against Izzy. (laughs) Do you know when the first time Izzy was flat on his back was in that fight? The first time he even fucking attempted a takedown was in the third round. The first time he actually got Izzy flat on his back was three minutes left in the fourth fucking round of that fight. He is not going to last on the feet. I don't give a flying fuck about the legendary Polish power when it comes to the counter abilities of Alex Pajeda. I've seen Jan getting slowing down with his last few fights, even against Ancalayev. I know he looked good in the striking, but that speed is not going to be there or be enough against the high-level striking of Alex Pajeda. He's going to be there with that left hand the second that Jan overextends or throws a lazy kick or does something stupid, and he's going to put this guy out. If Jan wants to try and wrestle early, like I said, He's not even really a wrestler. His takedowns aren't great takedowns. I mean, they're just normal push against the fence, try to work the double, then He work the single. And Alex Pahita is going to be huge and very strong. And that's all he's known for the last three or four years is everyone is going to try to take me down. He's known that for a long time, and nobody's really, really tested it. And Jan, I think it's going to be too late. I think he's already worked up enough strength and takedown defense to withstand the okay takedowns of Jan, and he's going to dominate on the feet. Alex Bajada, stop making this dude an underdog, man.
0: I'll, I'll take it. And like I said, I, I agree with you 100% in the wrestling. I'm not worried about the wrestling. I hope he tries to wrestle. The chin does worry me because he does have power. And Alex Bajada gets hit. What's his striking differential? 3.76. He does get hit. Like,
1: his hands but are But he's getting hit, hit against low. speed, right? Right and so a lot of, and those numbers are against a lot of those numbers are against Izzy. I mean, that's two fights versus Izzy. I know it wasn't full fights, but I mean, Izzy yeah. will just touch and touch and touch and touch and he will just kind of, you know, parry and parry and parry against 185ers. I mean, the speed of Jan is not anything close to 185ers.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, no, he's like not- he's almost like a heavyweight striker. The way he, I mean, he's got power, but he's a little bit more methodical with the striking. You don't have a lot of speed.
0: No, he's not like a lightning fast guy, but you know, he, he actually him and Clover have very similar striking styles where it's it's not the fastest, but it is power.
1: That's a great I mean, training partner. And that's who Alex has been working with forever. It's almost yeah. like he's been working to fight this guy for fucking yeah. five years.
0: I, I hope Alex wins. I love Alex in the UFC. I hope he wins. I would love the whole... This guy's gonna win the light heavyweight then title. Then he's gonna Maybe beat him. John
1: Jones. <laughs>
0: Maybe then him, him, and Izzy <laughs> could actually fight again for the light heavyweight title. Like I, Alex winning is better for everybody except, except Yann.
1: Imagine team, he but. fought John Jones and fucking knocked his ass out. <laughs> It'd be the most <laughs> incredible MMA career of all time. <laughs> Only has 10 MMA fights. Just John shoots immediately and just like a three-second knockout. Just <laughs>
0: <laughs> No, I mean, his, Alex's power is incredible. He is probably going to be the bigger guy in this matchup, even though he's the one moving up and weight. So we're both on the Alex Pahita side. I, I put it as a low-confidence
1: pick. But people, people said- are literally coming into this acting like Jan Blakowicz is like a Nurmagomedov. Like he just it's a constantly no, wrestling... shooting takedowns and grinding. Three last nine fights and not a lot before that either. And they were all against Izzy, and they were late in that fight. He's a stri- He wants to strike. He wants to knock people out. He's a striker, yeah. man. He's going to stand and strike with Alex until it doesn't work, and then it's going to be too late.
0: But I Listen, I completely agree. That's why I was trying to be as clear as possible. I'm not worried about the wrestling. I actually hope he tries to wrestle. I'm worried about the chin. I mean, three and a half months, he's 36. That's a very short turnaround for a knockout that bad.
1: But I'm rooting for him. And What about the plus- Pajita Parlay? You, you locking a load in the Pajita Parlay, Michelle and Alex?
0: Well, I think Michelle loses, so no.
1: Lock and loaded. We might do another two grand on that, maybe.
0: <laughs> well, if you want to check out Jacob's pajeta Parlay and see if that happens. I do have a
1: list.
0: <laughs> I do have a list. <laughs> if you want to see if Jacob places the pajeta Parlay, become go. a premium nice. member. It's only $10. Positive reinforcement. Really, Sally sells seashells it, by the sea. It's short, important with kids. Moment.
1: Positive reinforcement. Uh, I never got it. Wow. <laughs>
0: become a member it's ten dollars a month you gonna get anything you have ever needed in the history of time to have some fun and to make some money to support us we on Pix.com. click become a member
1: just every once in a while tell their kid tell your kids they're just doing a good job that's all anyone wants to hear in this world i know that's
0: not parenting advice for me
1: no just in general just okay. and that's that's serious too that's real just if you got kids just you know when you're sitting on the bed reading them a story tonight, just say, "Hey, I think you're doing a great job at life." Maybe <laughs> just text them. You know, that's all they text. want. If I got a text like that, that would make my day.
0: <laughs> oh, you would just assume your dad was dying if you got a text like that. For your dad you'd be like, "Are you dying?"
1: Yeah, he would would be honest. He would never send a text <laughs> like that. So. <laughs>
0: Next up at UFC 291, we have the main event of the evening. We have a rematch, what, five years in the making? Four years in the making? We have Dustin Poirier taking on Justin Poirier. Look at that
1: line movement. Holy shit. You spent this whole Uh, stream defending your line track, the line movement. This one is wrong.
0: That's a typo. (laughs) There's a difference between an obvious typo and, you know, what's not a typo. So, yeah, that is a typo we'll get that corrected. Anyway, we have Dustin Poirier taking on Justin Gagey. Dustin Poirier 29 and 7 overall 4 and 1 in his last 5. He is coming off the submission win over Michael Chandler. He's taking on Justin Gagey, 24 and 4 overall 3 and 2 in his last 5. He's coming off that close win over Rafael Fiziev. I mentioned this a rematch. Their first fight was in 2018. Dustin Poirier got the stoppage win in the fourth round, and he basically just did it with clean technical striking. That was it. There wasn't much else other than he landed cleaner, more technical shots. And that's how you beat Justin, right? You try to keep it technical. That was Fazev's path. The problem is Fazev got himself caught up into a firefight,
1: as he does sometimes. That was so disappointing. <laughs> he, I, I really yeah. was like, dude, Fazeev's going to just destroy this guy because he's the most technical striker ever, and then— his, he lost an eye.
0: He just he got caught up in a firefight. He was like, I'm going to take this guy's head off. And he was close a few times, but it just wasn't enough. But that fight did show just how tough Justin Gagey is. This guy is a wrestler. He was a college wrestler who didn't attempt a single takedown in 10 UFC fights until that fight. That was his first takedown attempt ever in the UFC. And he got it. And now, all of a sudden, Justin Gage is a dangerous wrestler, all the things. But Justin Gage is going to come forward. He's going to throw insane volume. He's landing more than seven significant strikes per minute. He's actually being hit with even more than that. Talk about a chin. Talk about durability. This guy gets lit up, and he's just there coming forward, making things happen. His striking is getting better and better somehow. What he's got going on with Trevor Whitman and training out there in altitude, it's just absolutely incredible what he's able to do. He's taking on Dustin Poirier. I mentioned this is a rematch. Dustin is all the things. He's a BJJ black belt. He's also a clean technical boxer. He's had some of the biggest paydays you could ever want, fighting Conor McGregor twice. I mentioned this a couple times. I'm going to mention Tree it again. times. Tree. Tree. Well, He didn't get the payday the first time they fought because Connor was really a nobody. He the payday, Dr. Stoppage. Last but, um, Dustin Poirier, I've said this a few times, I'm gonna say it again. He arguably changed the sport for at least a few years. That low calf kick that he lit up Connor McGregor with changed the sport for a few years. Everybody went to that, including Justin Gagey. Everybody transitioned. Oh, to he that. was always
1: Look. doing that. Come on, well.
0: Okay, I'm wrong. He didn't make it like it didn't become a huge thing. after. He was always known for
1: those wild leg kicks.
0: Okay. Is it an incorrect statement to say that Dustin Poirier sort of showed the world how effective calf kicks
1: could be? I was talking about Justin Gagey. I don't care about anything else. I said specifically Justin Gagey. You said even Justin Gagey started using the calf kicks.
0: I made two points. I don't give a fuck about the first
1: one. I'm talking about the second one. Okay. Because it's absolutely false.
0: Go choke on a fucking...
1: Anyway, anyway, say it can't paint. go improv. Can't go improv. It, you should take those classes that I got to the coupon for
0: a coupon.
1: Well, it's I thought that I made him like a coupon. You get excited about it because usually you're always cutting out those food coupons. So I made a improv coupon for you. See how I do that? Just boom, boom. I'm just right there and you're just lost in the sauce, man. You're just you're just admiring wow. like the rest of them. Starstruck right now
0: (laughs) The rest of them First of all Just just starstruck right now You're like wow How does
1: he do it? Week after week Day after day Hour after hour Minute after minute Hour after hour Look I even went to The Gangster's Paradise Man Come on There's so many
0: people That watch these And people are so split On us Because people are like Oh Angelo's the best I'm
1: annoying I know I am
0: And there's there's a lot of people Like this guy The guy on bottom Is a (laughs) Anyway I think Dustin Poirier wins this fight. Both of them have improved since their last fight, obviously, but I think they've improved at the exact same trajectory. Dustin should have more ways to win. He's the BJJ black belt. He also has technical dangerous striking. The only difference, like the only like super big edge I'll give to Justin, he'll just march forward and just throw and throw and throw. So... Super close fight. I don't know why Dustin's becoming an even bigger favorite here. Uh, the Dustin odds are correct. It's the Justin ones that are incorrect. I don't know why Dustin's becoming an even bigger favorite here. I think this line should be dead even, frankly, because I think Dustin Poirier, while he did win the first fight and should win this one as well, I mean, Justin is a straight up dog and it's hard like confidently pick against somebody like that, especially after what happened in that physique fight. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I've mentioned all card in almost every single fight, talking about the altitude and how it can affect fighters and be careful and stuff. Both these guys... I don't think it's going to affect, but you know, one these guys, it's definitely not going to affect Justin. Cause he's been in there. He's been in those wars and Dustin as well. Poirier is an absolute dog. I mean, both these guys are just absolutely tough as shit. And this should be a great fight. I mean, if there was a, the BMF belt, I know it's kind of stupid. It's like, whatever. And a lot of people are like rolling their eyes at it, but these guys honestly are probably the guys that w- should compete against it. They've all been in wars. They've all I said been going at the exact
0: after- opposite in my video. Cause I'm like, these are two of the nicest guys.
1: Dustin's kind of an asshole. I don't really like Dustin that much. He's like... Really? Even in, even in wins, he's like... Yeah, that's like his new persona now. And A lot of people say it on Twitter and stuff. It's like he's like this arrogant, poor winner, poor loser type of guy. Um, and that's why, I, honestly, I hope that Gagey takes his head off. Honestly, I'm going to be rooting for Gagey in this fight <laughs> because I have, I have kind of turned kind of, you know, a little bit ill towards you know Dustin but I respect him as a fighter and I can put my personal biases aside I'm gonna be (laughs) root for Gagey in this fight but when it comes to picking the fight and being unbiased and and structured and and doing it and not putting you know just because somebody's good looking or somebody you know this I would never do that when I am picking fights that's why I am picking Dustin Poirier although I do not like him Sam I am I will pick him in this fight because I think he's the better fighter. I think he can just kind of wear down Justin Gage. He's just as tough, but he is more technical, and he has very underrated power. I mean, he talks about how he thinks Connor has the the, the most power in the division of people that he's fought. I think Dustin's got even as much power as Connor, especially in those short shots. And there's going to be they're going to be in tight, phone booth, a lot of positions. And Gagey's going to be reaching for that big uppercut. He loves on that big uppercut. But Dustin is so good with just those short straight shots in the pocket. I think he can hurt Gagey again and uh, maybe find a finish. I'm surprised that the line was at two and a half, though. And I think because um, these guys are tough, man. And these are on a five-round fight. Yeah, it should fight. be the
0: over. Yeah, it should be the over. I mean, it was obviously finished last time. But, yeah, it should be a four and a half round line.
1: I mean, both these guys have, have have gotten better than that last fight, right? I mean, Gagey looked locked in his last fight, and he's talked about, you know, I'm making one last run, run at the belt, so he's got to win this one to get there. I think he's going to be locked in. It's going to be a competitive fight. It's going to be a fun fight. It'll be a great main event. I can't, be, can't wait to be in the hot tub with you watching it. And um, I got Dustin.
0: We can't see the TV from the hot tub. Unfortunately, it is a design. Form.
1: Well, you look yeah, in, you look at my eyes and you'll be able to see the TV. You'll and all wear those
0: sunglasses. All right, you sit you on that side. You just look right at me. No, I'm not you wearing wear the some. sunglasses.
1: I well, then it. how am
0: I supposed to, how am I supposed to see That's the all TV? I'm wearing, though.
1: Anyway, just the sunglasses.
0: <laughs> all right. Anyway, uh, there's a lot of talk about these guys retiring. Whoever loses is going to retire, but they're both 34. They're both young. They've been through some wars. They've been around forever. So if they did retire, it wouldn't be shocking. But they still got some life left in them.
1: Didn't, but think, Dustin said, too, like two fights ago, like said, he hated training and stuff. Like he hated the grind going up to the fights. Yeah,
0: because he just got some massive paydays. You know what I mean? Like it's to easy wake to wake up in yeah. satin <laughs> sheets
1: or silk sheets or what is it? Yeah. It's, For Joey T, it's, it's, it's 400 to... thread count. You know what I
0: mean? <laughs> Tarps. Um listen, I this should be a really fun fight. I don't think they even need the BMF gimmick. I totally understand that yeah, I, they need a title, they need a belt, they need something for a pay-per-view. I, I don't think they need that. I think the BMF thing is dumb. Should have it was awesome. George and Nate were awesome BMF cuz they really don't give a shit about anybody or anything. They're just who they are all the time always. So that made sense. This doesn't. They're so nice these guys. I I this this whole this whole people not liking Dustin. This is the first I've heard of. I've not heard or seen anything. Like
1: Chat, that. let me know. You guys heard some, it too. A couple, guys a poor Artem, winner.
0: Artem was like, oh, me too. But Artem also is copying you just posting pictures of fighters on Twitter. I saw that, Artem. Okay? Mm. Artem. Artem. Copycat. Anyway, we're both on the Dustin side. Did you pick Justin or you just said you're rooting for him? You picked him?
1: No, nah, I'll probably be rooting for him, but uh, I think Dustin's going to win this fight. Poor game. Okay,
0: yeah. Yeah, so we're both on the Dustin side, but I'm not gonna bet. I it, though. Think,
1: I mean it's pretty. 50, yeah, 50 I, I, so. it's
0: too. Yeah, it's too close to bet. I don't. I don't know what. The, I don't even know what a good bet would be, because Justin we just saw get a takedown for the first time in his UFC career. He might start wrestling, so I, I don't even know what a, what a bet would be. Like I don't. It know could what be at be. altitude. Over, over
1: you know, the, you know what the sneaky one might be because it's out altitude, and I think that could take a little bit of pop out of Dustin. Um, I don't think he's going to affect him too much, but it could take a little bit of a pop out of him. Is maybe an inside the distance decisional action for for Justin because he's going to be he's always a, a, a very powerful guy and I know he's that tough. Dustin is tough, but you know I think that he can survive five rounds basically at home versus Poirier and he might be the more live fighter. I just think that Poirier can easily just kind of outpoint him to a decision basically.
0: Yeah, the over two and a half. The chat seems to agree. The over two and a half is solid as well. So I'll take a look at that. That's probably juiced, but anyway, guys.
1: It is P- minus 120.
0: Ooh. I may do that now, and if you want to see if we do that, we wewantpicks.com, click become a member. It's only $10 a month, and after you become a member, link your Discord so you can get instant alerts to your phone. Thanks for joining us on a Sunday night, earlier than we normally do these in the week. And I wanna reward you, I will reward you with 50 bucks. The only thing you need to do to claim that $50 is go to wewantpicks.com bets, sign up with any one of our betting partners, make a deposit and I'll send you the $50 as a thank you. It's affiliate marketing, they're gonna pay me and I'll turn some of that money right back around and pay you. You can use that money to become a premium member, get access to all the tools, all the insight, all the information, you can get the line movement tracker. You're gonna get the detailed data metrics and analytics. You're gonna get courses. We have added courses. The number one question we get, like on a consistent basis is, I do the DraftKings video. How big is it? I do the DraftKings video and people say, what is this? I don't understand what I'm looking at. Or what are those big DraftKings numbers on the graphics? Well, we have a beginner's guide to DraftKings course that'll walk you through all of that. You're also gonna get access to Artem. We'll call him Jacob Jr. Artem's picks. Artem's gonna give you. He's got
1: a fight announced. He said in August.
0: Congratulations, Artem. He also is gonna be breaking down.
1: I bet Look he's gonna other... be a big dog. <laughs> <laughs> what do we think? Artem's gonna be plus three seventy-five on that. Who knows? I don't even. Know. I don't even know. Inside what... the is that a good bet, Artem? Inside the distance no, this is no decisional action for Artem. You gonna be a dog in there? Grind it out if you're getting beat. I don't want you getting Artem. finished, Artem. Artem, send us. Please
0: don't get send hit us... in the head. Send us tape so we could break down your fight. Yeah, we need need
1: you to keep making picks and stuff, so try to limit the head damage.
0: Yeah, send tape. It's boxing, I think.
1: What what are you doing, boxing? Oh.
0: Well, send it. We'll break down his fight. anyway, you're going to get access to Artem's pick. You're going to get access to Pick Doctor. That is a uh, person building an AI. So follow that journey. Um, Stick. Read the articles and just... I guess follow the journey is the best way to say it. Like, I, I'm trying to figure out how to word it, but the yeah, reality is, it is a journey. Is hard. It's, it's super interesting. <laughs> that whole narrative is so
1: fucking. <laughs> it's, it's
0: <laughs> anyway, guys, that's the breakdown. Thanks for joining us. Any last words for the people, you annoying little gobbler?
1: I think that uh, lock of the week is decided, and uh, we'll find out uh, Wednesday, maybe Tuesday, since this. Um, Everything's early. I dropped it early, there, dropped well. early um, last week, so maybe we'll do it again. Maybe we'll drop it tonight. Maybe we'll go tonight. Do it tonight.
0: <laughs> yeah, probably not. We own picks.com. Become a member. Thanks for all the things, guys, and we'll see you
1: later this week with more fresh content. Love you so much.